This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always, I am never alone. Sir, if you could please introduce yourself. What up everybody, it's Jonathan Escudero here aka Yogi. Yogi is here and it's quite, uh, I guess serendipity is what the what the smarter folks call it because serendipitous. We, we are here to talk about um immortal hulk uh and this was something that we were tra- trying to have slated in the schedule for late 2021 but with spider-man being as big as it was and then hawkeye and for, i mean this series is pretty large so mm-hmm. i wanted to give it the amount of time and breath it took to read the, through the whole thing um we are coming up on the Incredible Hulk's 80th anniversary, I want to say. Yes, sir. 19, uh, uh, fuck me. Is it 83? 62. 62. 62. <laughs> yeah, 1962. Um, so this year that we're covering said, Immortal Hulk is exactly 80 years. Yeah, he said 83. I'm, 83. I'm thinking of 180. I'm thinking of 181, uh, the fucking Wolverine Hulk issue. Uh, I don't know why. See, see, <laughs> see, see. Um, and yeah we decided to cover immortal hulk it this was a comic that i had heard nothing but great things about around the same time that you started hearing about um donny cates's venom like people were talking about these two books and i remember um picking up you know as many issues as i could and i really it was one of those things that it was so good that it once you caught up to the series it was kind of hard to stay on um I wanted the series to be completed before I read through the whole thing because it's so good that you just want to ingest it and waiting, you know, bi-weekly for another issue was a bit hard. Um, What did you remember hearing about this series before you read it? I just remember when uh, the first issue came out, everybody was enamored with the horror aspect of it. Like, oh, man, we're taking Hulk back to its roots. The book was so nasty and scary, blah, blah, blah. But the the praise never let up you know like yeah. every single every single issue drop it there was always somebody with something good to say and as the book was coming out i was actually working at the heroes of fantasies so i would right. hear from customers like like added to my added to my list added to my list added to my list more and more and more and more and more people just like oh man this book is awesome eventually it came up to a point where if you didn't buy a immortal hulk on wednesday it was done. You were not getting a motor hog. It was sold out. It's, <laughs> it was crazy. crazy. I knew I needed to get into that. I was like, I got to read that shit. I can't <laughs> buy the issues because everybody's taking them all, but I, I had the first couple. So I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And th- this entire series 
feels like a bit of a love letter to everything Hulk in general. All of the, I guess, the good parts that uh, Al Ewing liked about <laughs> um, Hulk and his various incarnations. Um, the character, like we said, was created in 1962, in May of 1962, by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Um, and he first appeared in The Incredible Hulk, number one, makes sense. Um, a green-skinned, hulking, and muscular humanoid possessing a vast degree of physical strength and his alter ego, Dr. Robert Bruce Banner, a physically weak, socially withdrawn, and emotionally reserved physicist. The two exist as independent, dissociative personalities and resent one another. Uh, Stan Lee stated that the Hulk's creation was inspired by a combination of Frankenstein and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Although the Hulk's coloration has varied to the character publication history, the most usual color is green. I like the way that that's been tied into this Immortal Hulk story. Like uh, the Hulk, when he first appeared being gray, yeah. that's, uh, that, that was actually the uh, closer to Devil Hulk than it is the childlike Hulk that we yeah. know today. Like yeah. The first Hulk was not the Hulk that we know. In fact, it was an angrier, nastier one. You know, like, I right. loved it. Right. And even when they uh, tried to put a stamp on that, uh, uh, Zenmu, is that his name? Zenmu. Uh, Zenmu. Zen yeah, that's how I read it. Uh, a lot uh, of people calling him the first Hulk, and Hulk's like, nah, no, you're not. I get it. I get it. I get what they said about you. But no. Each, they, you mentioned it's like a celebration of the Hulk's history, man. It's so much influence from, from just so many different things. Like, I think the most obvious one is Peter David's Hulk. Like he pulled up, yeah. like you could tell that was his favorite Hulk run. <laughs> like growing right. up, like Al Ewing was like a Peter David run. I'm gonna build off that. I've been waiting my whole life to do that. But there was other stuff like the reporter McGee, clearly based on the reporter McGee from the Incredible yeah. Hulk TV show. Like you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I actually were... just figured that out. <laughs> Jack yeah. and Jackie McGee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. They had scenes with like early in the beginning of the books, Bruce like walking down the road with his thumb out, you know, just like yeah. the old series credits. I think somebody yeah. says that at one point. They're like, he's nothing, he's harmless. He's just a hitchhiker or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's yeah. so much. I guess we'll get it'll come up as we talk about it. Cause every issue, there was just some tie or some callback to something in the Hulk's history like even if you didn't realize it there's obviously gonna be stuff that went over our head because there was so much yeah yeah uh it, it was dense it was artistic at times almost poetic um to be honest though Hulk is a little bit of a blind spot for me like I've read this and I've read um Planet and uh World War Hulk Besides that, my Hulk knowledge was a bit um, scarce. What was what's your history and opinion of the Hulk? Like, where, where, how far did you go back with the character? Do you find him interesting in in most cases? Did, what does a book have to do to kind of get you interested in the character? I'm um, I've got a pretty. I don't want to say I'm like a Hulk expert. I'm not right, read right. every single Hulk book or anything. But I've read a decent amount of Hulk. Like I've I've read. Not the whole Peter David run. Like, I need to get back to that. But I've read some of it. I've read mm -hmm. uh, Planet. I read Jeff Loeb's run. I I read the Amadeus Cho stuff, like some of the more modern stuff. Uh, I I wasn't a big fan of the TV show, honestly, to be like, it, okay. it's, it's probably right, because right. I was born too late to appreciate <laughs> it. Like, okay, it's 1970 stuff is not my jam. Or 1960, you know, whatever. Fuck You're talking about with, uh, Dave, David Banner. Yeah. Because <laughs> they said the name Bruce was too gay. 
the only name, the only David Banner. That's 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 real. That's real. Yeah, they said that's not a name because it was too gay. Yeah, no, that's serious. (laughs) I was gonna say the only David Banner I acknowledge is the rapper. David Banner. When I found out, (laughs) I found out about that David Banner after I had already known that David Banner. Banner. His name is David Banner. (laughs) But yeah, I'm finding that I enjoy the disassociative identity disorder concept of the Hulk more than anything. Like this, uh, this kind of, I don't know. I don't want to call it crazy Jane or whatever because I. It, it, I mean, like, he, he has it. an underground, right? He, like, has he had a, it. He, he had has it first, you know. <laughs> like yeah, that's what. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's the true mindscape. Well. The whole, uh, the whole different alter the alters, the alter yeah. egos. You know, mm-hmm. I I love that. I'm like, we need that in live action. Like, we need to start leaning towards that. Like, that would have been some cool stuff. That's uh, it's interesting that you say that because I was going to ask you with somebody who has the knowledge of the Hulk that he has, do you think anything's been able to kind of nail how you feel with the comics? It, like any no. um, a- a animated adaptation of the Hulk? Any, what, what do you think is the best no. non-comic book version <laughs> of, of the character? I think the best, the best non-comic book version of the character will probably be like that 90s cartoon. Because like in okay. the 90s, it was... They weren't so busy worried about launching a franchise or, you know, I got to sell this movie or whatever. They were just trying to tell Hulk stories. And 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 you will get probably the most the you'll get the closest feeling uh, that you'd get reading a Hulk comic uh, watching the fuck watching the cartoon more than anything. Yeah. I think the MCU Hulk is fine. Like, I'm, I'm not hating on him. I just think due to all the legalities surrounding him, they've done what they can and what they can is like not near nothing near what you could do with the hulk like the kind of stories you could tell with the hulk i think they're so they, 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 these people from outside they kind of see the jekyll and hyde thing only right you know, like it's the bruce and it's the hulk and they argue and that's it but it's like there's so much more like, it's so this character is so layered the abuse yeah. the trauma so many different things the idea that his mind would that he would go through so much that his mind would fracture that in that way i did think is extremely interesting um, there's a lot that says, or at least lays the groundwork to say that a lot of what said, you know, a lot of what was created from that gamma explosion was already there with yes. Bruce, yes. You know, which I think, I think is a very interesting portion of that character. I can't remember who, uh, who established that, that the fact that Hulk was inside of Bruce before the gamma explosion ever happened. Like that, yeah. that, I can't remember where it came from, but that's a that's another great thing. Like that gets passed over in every adaptation of the Hulk. Yeah. Like I think every so far, all of the adaptations that we've had are pretty surface level. Like nobody's really yeah. scratched the surface of what the Hulk could be. And I think maybe if we were to get one of these movie people to just sit down and read these fifty chapters of Immortal Hulk, maybe they'll start figuring this out. A hundred percent. But that was one of the first things that I thought as I'm reading this. I'm like, if this character can do all this, why have I only seen one dimension of it? But it's that it's exactly what you're saying. All the uh, legalities with Universal um, is, has kind of been tied up in this Marvel stuff, and he hasn't been able to do a bunch of stuff. It's almost weird that he, for him to have done dare I say close to nothing and then them passing the torch <laughs> to she all Yeah, no, 100%. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, you know, they had their chance. I'm giving them an out by saying it's the legalities, but there's nothing in the world that says they couldn't have done better stories like with yeah. them so far. There's a story yeah. out there that Kevin Feige asked 
uh, Mark Ruffalo, what would you do with the Hulk? And yeah. then they fucking incorporated that stuff into the movie storyline. Like, what'd you ask him for? Would you? Why didn't you ask Peter David or something? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. You probably never read a Hulk comic, which you know, like I said, it's <laughs> it's a it's a thing. Um, so Immortal Hulk is a Marvel comic written by Al Ewing with art primarily of uh, Joe Bennett. Do you want to do the Joe Bennett stuff now? <laughs> I think we should get it out the way. Just just so that we don't have to talk about it again. Because I, I think it didn't affect... Obviously, I'm not I'm not in the affected group. Like, he didn't attack me. So, I, mean, I don't know if I'm speaking from a place that matters. But right. it didn't really affect me reading. If anything, because I'm a big fan of the letters page. Because, like, the yeah. creators are always dropping little tidbits in the letters page. Always. I love it. 100%. Uh, so I'm always reading the letters page. And I'm only mostly laughing at how happy everybody was with Joe Bennett. Like, they're so yeah. showering him with praise. And Al Ewing showering him with praise. And I was just like, man, if only you guys knew. <laughs> like, if only you guys knew what was coming. Exactly. So uh, what happened exactly? I can tell us. So it, it they said that they turned in a page of uh, Immortal Hulk that had what was interpreted as anti-Semitic imagery. So did that get to print or did it get cut off before it happened? Let me get the uh, exact. Is that, I, feel uh, like I think it, they came out with a statement. Because if it got to print, then I must have I must have read it right now. Like I must have read it during the read through leading up to this podcast and missed it entirely. Yeah, right. Because I read the, um, like, we didn't read the trades. Like, we read the raw, the originals, you know? Let me see. Uh, wrong, offenseful, and her, uh, offensive, sorry, and hurtful in every, every way. The panel appeared in Immortal Hulk number 43, where Grey Hulk has taken over Bruce Bodies, uh, Bruce Bodies, Bruce Banner's body. I'm like, that never happened, but I guess they mean Joe Fixit, right? Oh, it's a Jew. It's when he goes to the to the um the when he goes to pawn the when he goes to buy the jewelry yes. and pawn it yes yes um they were mad about the the pawn seemingly shop? the pawn shop is jewish and has and a what? jewish star in it uh maybe make... the whole thing is like the whole like jewish money is it because i feel like thing? it's just a guy that owned the business because there's gotta He's... be like i said i'm not the affected party here so maybe there's something offensive right. that i don't understand like maybe because he put the star on the window backwards or something you know like i don't i i'm not sure i'm sure people had a right to be offended uh, i'm not taking it from him but uh <sighs> i struggle to realize what it is <laughs> it doesn't it's so weird and it's so vague that it, you can barely see on the window that it says cronenberg's jewelry oh but, no um then it says that you because of the way that it's it says there you can't really see the l in it so it looks like jewer or jewelry and oh there's no and there's a star of david and this all is this is true could this be an accident could this have been misconstrued is there other because is there other things that joe bennett did that maybe this was like no way he's anti-Semitic. He's done it before. So, well, know? this is this was a statement about that particular thing. I've been including references to famous horror directors to pay respects to the genre throughout the series and in Immortal Hulk number forty-three. I decided to include a nod to David Cronenberg. The misspelling on the window was an honest mistake. 
Honest but terrible mistake. Since I was writing backwards, I accidentally spelled both of those words wrong. Oh. I have no excuse for how I depicted the star of David. I fail to understand this troubling and offensive stereotype. And after listening to you all, I now understand my mistake. This was wrong, offensive, and hurtful in many ways. This is a mistake I must own. And I am sorry to everyone who I hurt by this. I am working with Marvel to correct this. And I am using this lesson to reflect on how I approach my stories and my work. Uh, they fired him though. I don't know about uh, working yes. with him. I don't know about working yeah, with they Marvel. totally, they totally did that because it says that um, uh, a, a 2018 political cartoon resurfaced in which he painted uh, a presidential candidate like a rat, I guess, <laughs> uh, or his uh, four his his political opponents were rats. I'm sorry. Uh, Al Ewing severed his tie with him in a non ninth. 9th of September 2021, Marvel announced that he had been removed from his current assignments and was not on any future Marvel projects. They think he was supposed to be on Timeless. Yeah, yeah, I see. He was on the poster originally. <laughs> and they uh, just yeah. erased it. <laughs> see, that's the thing, though. This is the thing, right? So the Immortal Hulk thing, complete and total accident, you know, whatever. But then you look into his past and he's got douchebag stuff going on. That's, that's right. what gets you. That becomes the, uh, the nail in the coffin because it's it's one thing to for someone to do something and then you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you realize that he's done this kind of stuff in the past and then you start feeling a little bit less uh, willing to be lenient. But when you're a company like Marvel or Disney, you can't take any chances yeah. on any That's of that shit. That's messed up, man, because he's such a talented artist. His art was a lot of the reason why this book was so successful. <laughs> like It's crazy. I, I am now... You know, now that we're tackling more of these like mini series or these like almost more insular series, yeah. I'm starting to uh, realize that that partnership a lot, a lot more, especially, you know, when we just talked about the Matt Fraction, David Aha run of that, like so much of that comic is how it was drawn. Of yep. course, it was how, how, how it was written, but there's a lot to the art there that describes and informs everything else in this. And I don't I can't imagine this series with a different artist like or with different art no and there were some points where you know i guess joe uh bennett would be a little busier drawing so they would bring in guest artists and it's like jarring because you're you know normally we're used to this shit it's comics we read comics yeah. all the time the artists change it happens but with this series it was like i need to get back to joe <laughs> like, get back to joe like i need joe back and yeah. so i feel if it's like i feel for the guy I feel for the accident, but at the same time, he was a bit of a racist douche. So it's it's messed up. It's messed up all around. If anything, I feel bad for us, the fans. We lose out. This guy, yes. talented as all hell, he kind of gave us the treat. It turns out the treat is rotten. Ah. And and thing is, that was uh, uh, issue 43, seven away from the overall. And they're done. That's it. Know? Like it, it, By the time issue 43 comes out, issue the book is done. Issue 50 is done. There's no yeah. way to undo that like that was it you could actually see like as the after that towards the end like it just kind of said bennett in a corner somewhere yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Were like, ah, he's here we under him. hoax foot and stuff <laughs> like, there it is um the regular synopsis for the series uh says is he man or monster or is he both you know bruce banner he's quiet calm and never complains he's a scientist who believes he can use the darkest elements of his personality to do good in the world if someone were to shoot him in the head 
all he'd do is die. But the horror lives deeper, and the horror refuses to die. When night falls, something other than the man gets up again. The horror is the Immortal Hulk. And though he cannot die, the Hulk is being hunted yet again. By the government, by Alpha Flight, by the mysterious Shadow Base, and by the Avengers. But Bruce has even bigger problems. Something terrible has infected him. Something with unspeakable plans for humanity. And the only one who knows about this dark infection is the Immortal Hulk. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I really dug this series. And we were talking about how much of this is a love letter to the Hulk in general. And with me not knowing much, I, there was constant Googles. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what you knew and what you didn't. I guess as we go... You can let me know, um, you know, hey, I, I totally called that. Or, I, you know, when I saw him, I knew what was up. <laughs> Al, was Al, uh, Al Ewing mentioned in one of the letters pages, he was like, yeah, I, I know I got the fans Googling. Yeah. He, so he knows. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> like I always thought that that was the like, I always loved when um, writers inform their audience, you know, instead yes. of just playing with the easy toys on the shelf. That we all know that we're they are gonna get pops from us regardless. Start putting yep. up some of this other stuff. Um, I always found that extremely interesting. But one of the one of the key components to this story, to this um, narrative, that I feel like I, I'm almost shocked hasn't been a bigger deal in other depictions of Hulk is Brian Banner. Yeah. So what? Yep. What? Why? Why is the Brian of it all missing in damn near every adaptation except for maybe the first? <laughs> that I, weird Ang Lee Hulk where his dad was McNulty? I think I think there's a bit of a with the cartoons and stuff, especially like the last time he had a major Hulk cartoon for himself was like the 90s and they didn't do origin episodes back yeah. then, right? They just threw you into it. Uh, yeah. And then they do like a flashback thing, but then they did the movie, the 2003 movie, and and they talked about like the the abuse and stuff. They touched on it a little yeah. bit, and because of the failure of that movie, they needed to move away from it, and they never wanted to invoke the memory of it. <laughs> like that's yeah. really what it was. It's, it's interesting. The, they, they come back to with the MCU stuff afterwards, and it's like semi connected, not connected. Sorry, yeah. like we're just moving forward. We're not touching on it again. It it's like, so it's so weird because I I got introduced to majority of the narrative that is Brian Banner in this, and I did my own research and stuff. Um, obviously, they weren't talking about Brian Banner in Planet Hulk. They weren't really talking about Brian Banner <laughs> in World War Hulk. Um, so to get as much up front to see to literally see in many cases how much he affects bruce how much of him st is still in bruce um i think is such a pivotal um piece of the narrative for the character that it almost makes me shocked that it hasn't appeared i guess like you said it, uh, we're coming on 20 years now uh, i think i was i was lucky that i because, like I said, we waited until the book was over to read it. So I ended up reading the zero issue first. Like, I yeah. was like, I don't know where this is going to happen. And it was all uh, reprints of the Brian Banner stories. So I read that first. Like, that was the first thing I read. It was framed with uh, some Immortal Hulk stuff, like, in the beginning and in the end. But, it, yeah. uh, like, like, they would do a couple original pages and then, like, do-do-do-do, memory 
memories into it. Right, right, right. You know, so I was lucky enough to kind of have that first. It kind of feels like, uh, like I read it already, even though I kind of. Oh cheated. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I cheated. What do you think about that? Um, that abused child background uh, for the Hulk and how that trauma created this uh, dissociative identity disorder. Thing. Right, so I, uh, like I was saying before, like that's become uh, one of my favorite, like probably my favorite aspect of the Hulk character like that right there. That's uh, the, the, <laughs> I'm not happy to see a child get abused, but, right, right. but like, you know, like, that's what I'm saying, but, uh, well, yeah, you can kind of see why they don't put it, why didn't they put that on the Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> for, uh, sure. for the Hulk. For sure. Know? I mean, nowadays we can get away with it. I think we start looking towards making a new Hulk cartoon. <laughs> I uh I know they had something like Hulk and the Agents of Smash, but that's like the, the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did y'all just make Hulks to make a team? Like they just <laughs> so really I give Jeff Loeb, I'll give him a benefit of the doubt. Like when his in his run where he turned all those people into Hulks, yeah. I don't know that he had a Saturday morning cartoon in his mind. <laughs> like, I'm sure right. he wanted to create a fun cast of characters to play with for himself, but <laughs> I how do I want? How do I want to say this? So the Hulk has always been shown as this, you know, r rage monster. Like you know, uh, you know, wouldn't like me when I get angry, all that kind of stuff. There, I feel like this this uh, narrative in here in Immortal Hulk kind of goes to the idea that, and this has been theorized before, that behind anger is primarily fear, you know, or or sadness. at least some other, yeah, sadness, some something. Uh, a seed of something of despair. That... It was this amazing run. They they basically took us there. They said it like they had the yeah. Hulk broke down the Savage Hulk, the big guy, and yeah. and he tells us what it is ultimately he's always wanted. You know, yeah. I, I uh, so we do we do get to that. You're absolutely right. That's a, so I thought that was interesting because it almost makes you not want to glorify the Hulk. Does that make sense? Like I can yeah, see before... I feel bad now, you know, like yeah, anything, yeah. whenever I see the Hulk, I won't see anger. I'll see pain. You know, that right. thing is in pain. Someone hug, hug that fucking monster. You know, like he wants yeah. a hug. He doesn't want to fight. And that's, I, I mean, that's usually how they do it. That's, that's the one thing the movies always get right. It's a misunderstanding, you know, but right, they don't right, know right. what the, they don't understand what the misunderstanding is. They're just like, it's a misunderstanding. And this speaks to the grand scope of perhaps those who give in quickly to anger, right? Like this idea yep. that they're probably, they probably have gone through some sort of trauma in their past that creates these triggers that makes them, you know, full of this rage and full of this anger. And ultimately they might just be scared or it might just be sad. And, um, you don't really, you really shouldn't like glorify that. Like, there's a reason why Homie is going through and smashing. Like, when he's at his worst in this book, it is because of fear. It's a, it's yeah. a, a relinquishment. I don't know if that's a word of responsibility. Like when, like we've all gone through where we just went to burn bridges because what if what does any of this matter? But you know? another thing, while we talk about this, like as as we talk about the sympathy behind the Hulk, like another thing that this book makes a point to say is that he also is responsible for his actions. Like, yeah, there's a point where it's like, uh, you know, of course, yeah, we feel bad for him, but like, has he ever told you sorry? 
Like, you know, like, right. it's like, so you, you're right. Like, people do lash out, and there's sadness behind the anger, and we can feel bad. But, like, it, I, I appreciated that they also made a point to say, you know, you're also responsible for your actions. Yeah, completely. Because you, you can only tell your story so so often, you know, you still have to become a, a full, fully fleshed human being that is uh, kind to others and decent, or at least you would hope, uh, hope so. Um, one of the first things that they have us understand or tackle, uh, probably a new wrinkle to the lore, but you would have to tell me what's up with this nighttime is his time stuff that is actually uh one of the original hulk concepts and that's a like a werewolf kind of thing yeah yeah that's a tie back to the original concept of the hulk the idea that he transforms at night okay yeah do you think that works uh that works in general or do you think they found a way to make it work here I think it worked here wonderfully because they they explained like the psychological reason behind it you know Yeah. (laughs) yeah That kind of stuff, right? That kind of stuff. Uh, I love it. I love that. Yeah, we're introduced to this idea that uh, no matter what, dead or alive, with <laughs> Bruce Banner, the Hulk will manifest itself at night. Um, this the comic kind of starts off in shocking fashion, where we witness a um, gas station robbery that goes wrong and actually has two or even more victims in it. And um, one of those victims is a John Doe that is basically Bruce Banner. And even though he is in the morgue at night, he becomes the Hulk and basically uh, solos a bunch of gangbangers and (laughs) uh, puts a guy in the hospital. Um, But this is the beginning of this horror element that you say was a staple in the earlier, um, you know, I guess the earlier depictions of the Hulk. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of bringing it back to the roots of uh, the man and the monster. You know, it was their 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 new age, back then their new age eerie comics, you know, or EC comics, those creepy comics, because they were off shelves. The superheroes are, had yeah. taken over and that using the superhero genre to try to continue telling those stories. That's why you got that. Uh, the man and the monster, the Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, so it's certainly calling back to that kind of stuff. But there's I mean, a lot, a lot of use of mirrors in this. People seeing their gamma irradiated selves in mirrors, trapped in mirrors. I always thought that was a cool little bit of imagery that they would add. A lot um, of seeing your true self. Yeah, yeah. Um, we go through a quick uh, story. Is Del Fry from anything? I might, I he might have been, but it, it it went over my head if it was. I think it was. I think it was a brand new character though, because I kind of remember uh, that book being like a big deal, like people running for it's a first appearance. You know, like I always say, it's a first appearance. <laughs> I feel like that was. Though. I feel like a lot, that was a lot of the first um, bits of of horror. You know, like we deal with some of the horror, like I said, when he's dealing with those gangbangers and stuff, but um burying a man forever like a, a lie a man who can't die burying him uh, in a cave and for all eternity like that's a bit fucked that's a bit black mirror there. no see I, I, this is actually uh del fry is actually a uh reference to the incredible hulk tv show okay okay there you go you must have really liked that show huh i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure a lot of the, his fandom came from that. <laughs> like, uh, he, yeah, it was originally an antagonist on the Luferigno TV show. 
but you find about you find out about this guy Del Fry who was experimenting with gamma radiation and uh, you know its effects on reversing um, age and and just re regenerative properties and he decides to inject his son with it uh, so that he could be good at football or better at football you know better for recovery injuries stuff like that and like as soon like he injects himself and he's like kind of fine as soon as he injects his son. He just starts like bleeding green stuff all out of all of his orifices and talking about how there's a green door and he dies. He just fucking dies. So he buries him and because he's so gamma irradiated, that it causes um sickness throughout the town, which I thought was also really, really fucked. Um yeah. <laughs> sick. They really explore uh gamma and, and all kinds of different versions what do you think about this new take that gamma is is also somehow tied into the magic realm gamma i i they so they i'm keeping this too I'm, i don't care who comes in, right? <laughs> you know, writes over it or whatever they basically made gamma the opposite like it's the opposite energy of cosmic energy it's gamma and it's cosmic. The, the energy yeah. that gave the Fantastic Four their powers and the energy that gave the Hulk his powers. They're yeah. two sides of the same coin. I thought that is, was very cool. Is that why they were doing that kind of sort of uh, comparison towards the end of the book? Yes. Between those that, two? Uh, yeah. They, that, that's, they kind of did it one more time too, uh, kind of towards the middle. Like in like maybe issue 24, 25, they kind of yeah. introduced that idea. Like one, it, it's one above and it's one below. You know? Like, yeah. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. And and then now I'm not going to spoil it because I guess we'll talk about it. If you're listening to this, you might have read it. Or yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it informs what the eventual biggest end twist is of the book. Like, you know, this is one above, it's one below. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, very cool. Oh, we should talk about that. I think that like when I when I think of this series, um, and it's it, it's quite literal this the, the, a lot of this is figurative or, or uses metaphors or allegories and stuff like that but i think one of the things that al ewing did was pretty literal in the sense that a lot of this story has to do with the actual true definition of the word hulk which is like a, a vessel like an empty a large empty thing for storage yeah right and that's a lot of what this story is, this idea that the Hulk is just a shell um, and that it is currently occupied by Bruce Banner and his various, you know, um, alters. But somebody is trying to use this shell. Yep. Hulks in general are all shells that can be used. Um, they're all empty seemingly and can be filled with, you know, a negative uh, force, maybe even a positive force. But this idea that um, they they are like a brute hammer, they they're they are just covering something inside, you know. Um, and I thought that was a kind of a cool thing because I'm I was sitting there with the whole Hulk is Hulk thing for <laughs> a long time. He's just yeah. saying Hulk is Hulk. And I wasn't really I wasn't really getting it. I wasn't really understanding it. And when you with this introduction of the one below all. Um, you realize that that's all he really wants to do is to get inside of a hulking body, use the gamma, create a bit of a circuitry so he can, you know, become powerful enough to destroy the world. Yeah. Um, and we get to a point where we deal with a futuristic Hulk. And I didn't realize that that's basically 
um the end goal of the one below all yes he what we were to... watching at that time was what was that at the time when the story was um placed down there was still a little bit of ambiguity about devil hulk and immortal hulk and where they you know like what that was um and so i thought that this was all what hulk wanted because at one point there's a whole manifesto about how all of humanity should be destroyed right so when i'm watching this whole stuff with the um you know the, at the ends of the universe and stuff like that i'm thinking this is bruce's manifesto this is what bruce wants this is this is what you know um his end goal is but it's not it's this is actually what the one below all wants and can do if he was able to uh take control of bruce banner's body and yeah. it it plays around with the i guess what c confirmed uh, quote words confirmed end of the marvel universe uh yeah, where I, it's, I, I guess right. i was gonna say we should we, we could probably uh explain what happened uh, but yeah. we we, we it, it, it's not really a spoiler because basically what what the book does is we complete an arc and then we jump to the end of time yeah. and then they're like you know uh devil hulk so we think is like uh you know i've killed the final person in the universe you know uh and then we're, we're actually shown galactus's origin which is you know he comes from the previous existence of yeah. the marvel universe he's the last survivor the uh one above all brings him into the next existence as a, a godly creature who kind of uh exists as a force of nature so it's the end of this existence now and the, instead of the way things are supposed to go it would be hulk standing there and instead yeah. of being given the powers he eats the one above all he's eats god In a creepy panel that panel is is it's disgusting so it, he becomes yeah. the galactus kind of creature in the next existence yeah which doesn't give that existence a chance to exist he's no. just like he clotheslined a planet i was about to say he's showing up and he's clotheslining planets it's that was insane bit, it's getting to be out of control and this is an eventual timeline in which the one below all so i guess we are kind of going kind of sort of chronologically because um by the time you get past that, the end of the universe as we know it, the start of a brand new one, um, you know, this, this, uh, they had a name for him, Allbreaker. They called him Allbreaker or something. It was the name of the issue. A was Breaker World. Apart. Yeah, Breaker, breaker Apart. Worlds, breaker Apart. Because, you know, Breaker of Worlds, World Breaker is the Green Scar reference. And they did yeah. that a couple of times, but it was more literal, like actual World Breaker. Right. But yeah, that's, but that, that's the goal. What we find out is that that's not the Hulk. It's the one below all controlling the Hulk's body and using it to destroy all life and all yes. existence. And then that's his goal. That's what the entire the entire Immortal Hulk run is about. That's what the story is. You know, he wants yes. that to happen. Now, the thing that the thing that might have changed everything is that the people of the next existence sent a message back yes. to the past with a yeah. uh tide fly is that what they're called uh it was something nasty here. it was an egg it was an egg it is called a wait for it the nasty tiding tiding fly there you go a fly a tiding fly. fly and it yeah they can use it to send messages uh through time and of all people to get the message of what took place here the leader samuel stearns kind of figures it out 
um, and he's able to get to the the below place. Is that what? It's hell. It's the bottom hell. It's the yeah. the, the most hell of the hells. The helliest yeah. hell. Yeah, and they had to distinguish it by making it the helliest hell because um, we There's already a, have several yeah. versions of the devil. The we have the Norse, right? Like a version of hell. The actual yeah. you know, hell, hell, <laughs> hell, all this other kind of stuff. Mephisto's um, hell. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was a there was a different hell that that had a regular devil, and I think. What you, oh, really? And Wolverine killed the devil, and then Puck became the the, the ruler of hell. What the fuck? Yes, that's why he was here in this book. He's like, you know, I've met a devil. Oh yeah, he was way too calm in the below place. I was wondering what the hell all that was about. Yeah, like, he used to be the ruler of hell. It was great. Wolverine goes to hell for anybody who's wondering the name of the book. Oh my gosh, um, what do you think about the establishment of something below everything? Because that feels amazing. I thought that was great. I thought if I thought it was uh, in in something that. Feels like it should have been there all along. If there's a one above all, then clearly there's a one below all and opposite. Yeah, yeah. that was great. I loved it. And and seemingly the setup for the reveal, like that, like you yeah. said, it's it's all kind of right there. And somehow I never saw it coming. I yeah. never saw it coming. Like, yeah, I, I want to talk about it now. Almost like, <laughs> what did you think about Sasquatch? Uh. I, I thought the way <laughs> I thought the way they used him was really interesting. Like he ends up being like a a weird plot device. <laughs> like yeah, kind of sorta. He's a tool we'll use later. <laughs> like, I feel like he was used more in this than in some of the other stuff that I've read. So I thought alpha, I, I, if I'm not the biggest Alpha Flight fan, you know, I don't read. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know that I've ever read Alpha Flight. I've read them in other books. <laughs> like I don't know that I've read. An Alpha Flight run, you know. I, Is the Alpha Flight the all Canadian team? Yes. And Ka Carol's the only one that's, I guess, American on it. I don't know that she's even on Alpha Flight. I think uh, she might just like. There's another yeah. connection from a book previously, but she was not uh, a member of Alpha Flight. Wolverine is the one who used to be a member of Alpha Flight. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and these guys all do have a background with the hulk because yeah. you know several of them were tasked with taking his ass down but eventually you know um you know jackie mcgee um is a reporter that's trying to figure out this whole thing with the hulk and and this new version of the hulk that seemingly can come back from the dead um and she gets contacted by an old friend of the hulk sasquatch who's on alpha flight um walt lingowski i want to say Lagowski. Yeah. Um, and while they're at a bar at one point, there's a bar fight and Walt gets killed. He gets got and they bring him to the hospital. He dies. And because of this um, new phenomenon with gamma irradiated people, he actually comes back. But when he does, he's in this weird, uncontrollable state as Sasquatch. So the Hulk has to come down, has to, you know, they have to go at it, but he realizes when he looks at um, Sasquatch that it feels like it's not his friend in there. And he starts to theorize that it might actually be his father. And because it's like talking to him like his father and all this other kind of stuff. But this is all to, I'm to believe this is all still Samuel Stearns, right? Yes, it is. Uh, he's 
he's basically manipulating the one below all and using it for himself almost yeah and the entire time he but he thinks he's ahead of the game yeah but he's not but he's not he's, because he's, ultimately he's the hulk yes for, yes for uh, the one below well, all for the one below yep, all right yep yep um and so it's this it's this weird game of chess where the leader as the leader probably would thinks he's out running the devil you know in pursuit of the hulk knowing again because of the tidy fly what the hulk it would eventually become and he wants to help him get there and to that um to that idea i did think it was incredibly interesting to tie the connective tissue of the gamma irradiated people to that green door that's fucking cool that i thought that cool. I, I thought that was a very cool addition to the whole thing it, it's so temperamental when to add things to lore like this grand sweep, sweeping changes because ultimately it's up for the every like you were mentioning off air it's up to everybody else to kind of carry on as long right? as as long as it's building off of what previously existed and as long as it's respecting what was already there the way that this run does it's so easy to introduce these cool new things because you're yeah. showing an understanding of everything that's come before that's why it's so jarring when somebody comes and slaps their dick on a table and <laughs> I'm ignoring everything that happened. You know, I'm just going to put new stuff in. It's like, right. man, whack. I was, no, I, it, you're, you're 100% right. And I think that um, what you, you there's, there's a nugget of truth there in what you said about the fact that comics in general can get really crazy. And the amount of retcons that happen in a comic can be numerous i mean look at donna troy right so yeah. <laughs> you, you can literally keep restarting a character and taking the parts that you like and discarding the parts that you don't um the reason why this works as a, a love letter and a homage is that it tries to answer for every retcon <laughs> it tries to answer for every weird weird uh detour that the whole character has t made it tries to answer for that and have an actual answer that's a connective tissue so that it all does still make sense so that you know when everything when push comes to stuff it it all does still come together and um that's a hell of a feat because some of this stuff like i don't know being a crime boss in, in las vegas is a bit hard to kind of flesh out but they still find a way to tie it all together joe's such a huge part of this uh comic i was also very interested about that or i was surprised about that i guess i should say I wasn't I was I thought it was very interesting that the reporter Jackie McGee almost ends up uh being like the main character of Immortal Hulk. Yeah. You know, like she, everything is through her viewpoint. You know, like we come in through we come in like we're not seeing, you know, we we obviously we follow the Hulk, we go to hell and everything, but ultimately she comes in as the new character and she's the one most affected through everything and she sticks through literally through almost every single issue. Yeah. she's there it's uh i thought that was very interesting um and like she's one of those people like um and it happens in a cage i guess in movies and stuff like that it's like she's the one human she should be dead like with everything that's going around yeah. with all the debris and all the damage like she should be dead uh but yeah that that's not the case um i i thought that they were hammering that around that she might be something she might turn into something I think, he, I think he just left her behind for somebody else to use maybe yeah um we find out about a, this clandestine sort of uh black ops group called shadow base and shadow base seemingly was initially 
at least not founded, but you know, uh, had old Thunderbolt Ross in charge. Because he um, used to be in charge of Gamma Base. Yes. Uh, yep. And then he messed that all up, became a Hulk. You know, like, became the thing up. he was sworn to destroy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so now you have um, a, a more hard nosed leadership in Shadow Base, and they have almost no qualms about what they have to do to get somebody like uh, the Hulk. Um, this is where we first meet um, not Jackie McGee, so what's the McGowan, right? Yeah, the, the scientist. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, the scientist and uh, Commander 14 or uh, General 14. I forget his name. Uh, the oh, yes. black guy. He's yes, the dude yes, who's yes. in charge of Shadow Base. Yes. Yep. Um, we see that they are they are they're very interested in the dead bodies of Gamma people. We don't really understand why at the time. Um, Sasquatch, after being defeated by the Hulk, the Hulk thinks that he has uh, whatever was weird and inside of Sasquatch in him. And Alpha Flight is there with uh, Sasquatch, you know, because he's a member of that team. Um, and speaking of who I was talking about, Carol Danvers stops by, kind of wants a, a quick briefing. Um, she's down with the government in a way. I mean, if you've read Civil War Two, <laughs> you know that she's she can make some uh, some friends. And so um, they want the Hulk. They want to find out what's going on with him. He's been acting up. He's been um not responsive and he's been causing trouble and he's kind of just shown the hell back up a lot of people are surprised that he's even still alive so carol comes down with the avengers to try to talk to bruce and it is a full-on fight he and the, he weirdly i think came back to life and sided with hydra like that was the very first thing that he did in avengers no surrender and right. then then that like after that everyone's like looking for him because he's like what the hell just what the hell just happened <laughs> yeah and you find out it was like some weird dark magic that resurrected him and kept him yeah. under the control uh, of hydra um but when they fight him in this this is when we start to realize that we're dealing with a whole nother hulk here because even thor is kind of taken aback yeah, by... the, the avengers actually do come in to try to deal with the hulk uh, yeah. Like, like, like George was saying, Carol does establish her own little group called, uh, like, you know, Gamma Flight. Yeah, like, kind of like yeah. Alpha Flight. But like, they wanted deal. They wanted to deal with him personally first, and he beat he beat the shit out of every out <laughs> of the entire adventures. It was so good. It was um, so good. So, uh, this is this I feel like is where it, things get kind of wonky in the sense of like writers right because i totally believe that all of this can happen but whenever they want to the hulk gets nerfed you know on some weird stuff in other in other projects and stuff i totally believe that this would be the outcome anytime the hulk wanted to man uh, i don't think i don't think the avengers have ever dealt with the devil hulk like they've no. never fought the devil hulk the devil hulk doesn't he's not giving a fuck about these people like he's not gonna kill them but he's gonna beat the shit out of them in a way that the the savage hulk might not do these hulk friends what do you, you know? think of, what do you think about the weird relationship between uh bruce and jennifer walters uh she, yeah. i i think i think there was a very large theme of bruce comes into people's life and leaves it a mess and i okay. think jennifer jennifer was another one that he came into her life and he left it a mess from the very first moment you know turned right. her into a hulk 
<laughs> yeah, and it can't also be easy if you are reconciling that you might be half monster if your monster cousin is in the in headlines yeah. every other day for destroying stuff, right? Like you're yeah. all, you're already dealing with your own kind of messed up identity, and then other people hate what you are because of what your cousin's out there doing, yeah. <laughs> getting crazy out there. Um, that can't be easy, but it almost seems like he's constantly undermining her. Like, come on. Like, you know what I'm like I get you, you're the Hulk, but come on, come on! It, is. Like, it really is. It really is. Uh, and that can't help. I mean, that's that sort of um, toxic behavior is kind of how we get a Hulk in the first place. So yeah. I could imagine what if we if we want to consider the actual you know big guy, the Hulk, that um you know Hulk in the uh, actual definition of all the trauma that Bruce faces, you can imagine what's going through Jennifer's head. She's probably For got sure. just as much um, of that stuff. But after the Avengers are going off and facing off against Hulk, they figure the best way to tackle him is kind of sort of to nuke. Well, then, <laughs> to, to, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, okay. <laughs> I, I thought this was a really difficult situation because first of all, they, there was nothing. Like there were, they were, there was nothing they could do to stop yeah. the Hulk. Like, there was zero. They tried everything. They had the Thor got the shit beat on him. Thor got his skull fractured. The god yeah. got his yeah. skull fractured. Yeah. So, I, I will give them that there was no other option. But it, it still ends up being like a big moment in the entire, it, for the rest of the story. Like, the Avengers nuked a freaking town. Yeah, trying to defeat the Hulk like an entire one of, their, one, one of their own. You know, it's another situation in which cleaning up one of their own messes causes more collateral damage. And then gave uh, him to the government so they can chop him oh, up and even, put him in that's jars. Even worse. We're going to talk about that. But that's even freaking worse. Um, I love. I still the illusions. Like, um, you know, he's he's battling with Cap and he's calling him Captain Hydra and being real. First of all, he's being just real disrespectful to he everybody. Being a dick. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Um, Cap is like that. That wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you. But you see the um the reflectionist of uh, Brian Banner. Yeah. Know? And you yeah. know, <laughs> anti-Semitism aside, I oh. think that uh, <laughs> Mr. Bennett does a great job in drawing Hulk in a primal stage. Like he looks like a gorilla. He looks like a like a baboon, like one of those. But like one of the ones that er rip off your face. <laughs> Early on, I thought that was just an artistic choice for yeah. like the Hulk, but you mm -hmm. realize like that's just how the Devil Hulk looks. Because yeah. because when they do sad when they draw Savage Hulk, he looks. Like the more traditional square head. Yeah, big you know? brow, like, square head. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but like you said, this devil hulk, uh, he's got the nasty uh, primal gorilla-ish look to him. It's not he's a monster. It's yeah. so it's great. Um uh yeah, they have to nuke um a town. I think it's in Iowa. And um, they basically <laughs> reduce Bruce to nothing. Like, he's just a uh, smoldering casket of sorts, a casket, corpse of sorts. Um, and they're just standing over his body. And they, like you said, they decided to give him to Shadowbase, um, give him over to Shadowbase. And this is, I think this is the story that was like, damn, like we're really doing some shit here because... <laughs> They dissect the Hulk using adamantium and um, titanium stuff 
uh, tools and stuff, and they dissect him and put him in a bunch of jars, and they basically taunt, taunting him. You know, it was pretty horrifying. Honestly, it was a big reveal at the end of the page. All the every cliffhanger in this book was like horrifying. Every yeah. single cliffhanger in this, every single issue had a cliffhanger that was just disgusting. And this was one of them. Like the Hulk chopped into pieces in jars and still alive. You know, like sick. <laughs> right. Um, I it's it's ridiculous because up until this point, like I said, we've seen him shot. Um, we've seen the the weird way he's able to change, which is which has been horrifying. But dissected is one thing I've never seen the Hulk as. And he's just kind of getting taunted by this scientist. And ultimately, it's all a trick because um, he was just trying to figure out how much he could figure out from the scientist about his durability because that's what yeah. they were testing. He said, let them chop me up. Let's see if I can live like this. Yeah. It's so good. To and he totally can. And he uses his hand to snap and smash all the jars with the sound and reconstitute as the hulk but as he reconstitutes as the hulk his body absorbs this living scientist who is screaming out <laughs> in horror as the 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 shell that is the hulk's Sick. body just comes over him we've never it, seen something like this before is this is there any precedence for this or is this no the first time he... no god are they allowed were they allowed to draw comics like this in the, <laughs> in the teens like pre right. in the teen category like this was horrifying there were like organs and everything like closing around him and he can't breathe anymore and no please help me absolutely Sick. ridiculous yeah i that was the first time i was like this is this is taking a turn. Like he just kind of murdered a guy, and not only murdered him, but like just kind of took him all in, you know. Um, and he's still seemingly plagued by um, his father, who he believes is is inside of him. He doesn't understand that Samuel Stearns is, has a twenty step plan uh, to basically manipulate him and stuff. But um, the next bit of narrative that we get is kind of a reintroduction of crusher creel uh the absorbing man an incredibly uh useful character like yeah, this is like sure. you you would think they would do more with this guy given i think i think he's a great uh like for for writers that know what they want to do with their story and they think man what's a thing that can absorb <laughs> oh right, right, right. We're like, bringing, we're bringing Crusher Creel. I'll use the Absorbing Man. You know, and like I don't think he could ever like carry his own book. Like I don't know right. if anybody ever wants to read an Absorbing Man comic, but right. he works. He's a great tool. He's a great plot device. I enjoy yeah. the Absorbing Man here. <laughs> yeah, um, and like like th that power is pretty incredible. Be able to touch something, become whatever you can touch. Uh, whatever you get in contact the with. Guy, that's the guy that got beat up by Daredevil's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is true. He's a better criminal than he is a boxer, I guess. Uh, but he gets roped in by Shadow Base to become kind of like an agent and help them stop the Hulk. Uh, and they kind of give him a cocktail of Gamma stuff um, developed by S.H.I.E.L.D., improved by AIM, perfected by the Shadow Base, and it kind of gives him a red appearance, but also it gives him the ability to absorb gamma. You want to yeah. talk about horror, bro? 
So <laughs> these two, they send him in to go fight um, the Hulk. Dude, can, can we mention they, in their experiments, they gamma a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Right. They gamma yeah. a mouse. And he absorbs the mouse to like show that he can absorb gamma radiation or whatever. But I'm thinking this mouse has a green door now. <laughs> You know, oh, like, yeah, like a little. He'll be back. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like a tiny little door, like a little green door. You know, it would have been funny as hell if uh, he'll be back. That's where the leader ended up. He went through a door. I was like, oh that, damn it, I'm just mouse. Oh, wrong door. You couldn't yeah, tell. <laughs> oh boy. Um. No. Yeah. And horrifying in its in and of itself. His ability to rip the gamma out of anything just resorts this mouse to dust. It's like what the hell. Um, but yeah, they're, they're fighting, um, Hulk and, uh, Crusher and Hulk goes to go throw a punch and all of a sudden his hand starts to kind of disintegrate and Creel just holds on and makes him this weird emancipate, emaciated, emancipated, emaciated <laughs> version of himself, kind of like a, a starving Hulk. I don't know what you want to call him. <laughs> what did you think skinny, of that imagery of skinny hulk skinny hulk is 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 disgusting it's yeah really it's really sad um but th throughout this book you know you, you're shown the horrors of what the hulk can withstand but there's also a, like i guess another layer of ugliness in the sense that just because he can doesn't mean he should yeah, he <laughs> you, it hurts. Yeah, you know? it all still hurts. Like, it all still sucks. All these fights still suck. He doesn't necessarily want to do this all the time, especially in this book. He's constantly just walking around, and people just show up, and they're like, let's go, wanna, bro. just want to kill him. Every yeah. time it hurts, every time it really hurts, when it really hurts the Hulk, he reverts to yeah. the child, to the child, the savage Hulk, and it's right. crying, and he's sad. Why is Hulk? Why is Hulk hurting? Yeah. Why does Hulk hurt? He just yeah. wants to know why. Like, why? Hurt, hurt Hulk, and it's the, it's uh, the most primitive, like the most simplistic, I guess, version of the Hulk because it's it's the it's child child's idea. Yeah. yeah, the child's idea of of safety, this big thing that can hurt people more, seemingly more than you know he can be hurt, but that even that has a limit, like we were just talking about um is that what do you think about that like medusa-esque appearance of the one below all i it was uh first of all that was a beautiful piece of art yes it was uh, it really was but i can tell they were like we cannot we could not do this uh every month and make sure that's a mask that we're only yes. going to use once yes <laughs> next time he's a cloud yes, <laughs> like, yes i'll give i'll give you this one but next time he's a cloud <laughs> he sort of he sort of looks like that cloud in this he sort of looks like that cloud from um loki i think yeah he does he does i think it was just the, the point he took that mask specifically to scare crusher creole like i think he, he wanted to scare the absorbing man like he had him there he's the he just wanted to have him down there uh terrified tortured while he used his body and did oh, what he wanted with it above. I guess that's another thing we should we we haven't alluded to this idea that whenever um the one below all takes over someone's body, the regular version of them is trapped in that gamma hell. In in hell. 
in hell yeah. hell the hell oh, is hell hell hell. <laughs> hell hell but i guess what i'm trying to say is that there's a bit of hell in gamma radiation yeah <laughs> yeah yeah of, yeah it is that's the energy the of thing. like you're saying yeah, it's the energy of hell <laughs> yeah like that's that was another thing they introduced and i'm not i might have to look it up maybe that comes from somewhere else it could have but that was one thing that they referenced that the gamma is not like it's not just some scientific energy you know it's it's might be a little magical you know like it's from hell right what do you what do you think about that i feel like for the most part the hulk has been depicted as a being of science a, a failure of science on occasion um majority you could you can say uh of these heroes have something some basis in science when you think about the fantastic four when you think about uh tony stark stuff like that but even spider-man who got bit by a radioactive spider it goes further down the line to invoke magical spider totems yeah. and fate and all that kind of stuff how, how do you feel when they start making those retcons to like this was always meant to happen kind of stuff sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't what do you think about it in the case of the hulk i thought it was i thought the whole gamma energy thing was cool i uh, also yeah. i uh attached myself to this idea a long time ago that i got from earth x that every uh person who's got powers mutants yeah. uh science people uh they all had a latent gene some okay. of them activated on their own and those are mutants mm -hmm. others needed some sort of stimulant and right. those are the science people and if the stimulant was magic or if it was science, it doesn't matter because they had the latent gene. Right. Like this could not have happened to a normal person. This only happened to them because they had the gene. Right. Right. This was the the ensuing incidences are not um wholly responsible for the things that they become. They're triggers. Yeah. Yep. They're more triggers of things that they were always meant to become because of the dormant stuff yeah. that was inside of them exactly <laughs> that no that's interesting um and it plays with this whole idea of you know of divine the divine plan the divine yep. scope we'll talk about the counterweight uh you know theory Bro, this book was surprisingly philosophical <laughs> yeah. I thought, like, well, that's what i was saying like i feel like i feel like in a way they've always kind of played hulk in a lens of science yeah you know yeah. and this is this they're playing a lot with religion but i wonder to those who don't necessarily subscribe <laughs> to a religion what the, what does that what does that look like you know to me I, I, yeah. to me that the, it what well, to you <laughs> <laughs> i can see i i can tell you <laughs> yeah right, right, um, right. <laughs> no it's it it's uh it's all stories to me so it's so it's all building upon itself right. you know you know, I, you know about the about the God and the devil the same way you know about Sherlock Holmes and Robin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These are, all, these are right. they have lore. That's European lore. It, right. like, it's all built upon each other. I thought I, I can understand it. I like the message. I like like the whole message of the book is literally like God gives his strongest soldiers the strongest battles. <laughs> there's a hey, there's a reason why it's the what is it the highest uh, selling book in the world? It's yeah, Bible. it's a good, it's a good story. Yeah, no, like, no one I said the story it. wasn't good. It's just like, you know whether or not how much of it you believe is, is the whole other. So whole I, other I liked it. I liked it. I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was also it was also very socially uh, politically like okay 
you hear this, and if you didn't read the book, and you're one of those guys that gets triggered, oh, it's got politics in it. Oh, no. Right, 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 right. Obviously, all comic books have politics in them, and even if they don't put politics in them, the choice not to put politics in the book is a political choice. <laughs> so, like, there's any, no any writer worth his salt is trying to say something, but trying to convince you of something, trying to get you to think a certain way. So, yeah. So, I thought, I thought Al did a great job, like. Not, like he didn't punch you in the face with it, you know. Like he didn't beat you over the head with a message, but right. he was very aware. Like he at, at one point, the reporter Jackie McGee tells the Hulk, you know, like you're a raging middle aged white man. You throw tantrums and you get forgiven, and you yeah. get like they throw you parades, and you're an Avenger again. But you've caused damage, and you've done casual. Like yeah. how do you get away with it? And there was a lot. Of things like that, like uh it was so freaking good. I think it was early, it was more subtle in the beginning, and then uh after they got to the rocks on arc, it was like really heavy. Like the yeah. we started really because I just thought it was a lot more socially aware than I ever expected, but not so socially aware that it will push away those weirdo comic fans that hate that kind of stuff. Yeah, I never thought that there would be a latent um sort of <clears throat> negative connotation to um digging the personification of the hulk you know but when you look at it should anyone really celebrate somebody who <laughs> like at their peak is a mindless angry being that only destroys it's like yeah you know what maybe we should take him down a peg and start to be like hey you know who are you to decide what gets smashed and what doesn't depending on when how you feel even you know? beyond the hulk too he was just uh, so the book clearly it came out during some really heavy like political turmoil in the country, like during the COVID, during the riots, during the trials, and like Al Ewing had things to say. <laughs> he yeah. had things to say, and they showed up in this book. Like at some point, like he he had a panel of like police beating on a dude for no reason and like called yeah. it evil. Like yeah. it was. Great. I was like, wow. Like okay, I right. see you. I see you. Uh, <laughs> I, I I really like the the levels of commentary that they're able to get to here because um, Bruce is when whittled down just a human, and I think that that's something that they are they also are constantly going back to is that like the versions that we show our show to other people may not necessarily be the versions that we are, and we all whittle down to just humans trying to figure this whole thing out, no matter who we present as. Um, and the human condition, the human suffering is way more universal. Um, we are really good at breaking down each other into groups and subgroups to consider each other other. And the Hulk to many people is another because he's no one, there ain't no one like him but him. But we're all just people. And no one in this book, until Savage Hulk starts to kind of become a baby, no one in this book decides that, you know, to kind of reason with Hulk. They hear something about him, that's enough, and they get down there and they start trying to handle business, which in many cases is about killing killing the Hulk. That's how I uh, like Jackie McGee uh, a lot, actually, as a character in this book, because she's really gone through it. Like, she is the character that has to deal with the question of, is the Hulk a good person? You know, like, yeah. she, he's destroyed my house. He destroyed my childhood. He probably was the reason my father died. But yeah. I'm as I am following him to get this story, and he continues to ruin my life. I can see that it's almost always a misunderstanding, and yeah. I feel bad. 
but he's still ruining my life. Yeah. And it's like she's fascinated. <laughs> like I have right. to figure out if I can forgive him and right. how. Because I feel like I should, but I can't because I it's not like he's ever apologized to me, you know, or right. anybody around him. And we deal with this in, in everyday life, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Whether it be family members or friends who don't necessarily know how to deal with their trauma end up acting out and we end up being the getting the consequences of it. Um, there's a bit of us that sympathizes because we care, but there's another part that's like, hey, you know, uh, you also have to have a bit of a personal accountability when it comes to this. It's not going to be all sob stories, all willy nilly. Um, and even though Creole has a sob story, why he why he decided to work for Shadowbase, um, you know, his fight with the Hulk attracts Gamma Flight, which comes down. Puck shoots him. Yeah, some sort of <laughs> laser uh, I, thingy. I should. It should. We should mention. Uh, like in this fight with Creole, uh, he's in hell, and uh, he gets a freaking body torn in half up yeah. on earth but it's still alive because it's a puppet it's the yeah. sickest nastiest thing but in hell he meets puck he meets yeah. puck in hell and puck is just like hey uh uh i'm gonna need your help because it looks like they're using you as a portal to keep this green door open yeah <laughs> and we're gonna have to use you to kind of close it so, yeah, uh, so they become like fast friends as they talk about this personification of hell. As Bruce Banner is shown in suspended limbo, um, basically by the one below all, there's a lot of talk, like you said, it's philosophical talk about what hell is. Um, this is the beginning of us seeing, you know, one of many horrifying views of Rick Jones, who's down there as well. Um, they got so they got pulled to hell, right? It didn't bring hell to earth. No, they got, they, got, to, they got pulled. They got pulled. They both get. Hell. They both get killed. I mean, I'm assuming that not Jackie, because Jackie was in hell too. Oh no, Jackie didn't get killed. Yeah, because right. she didn't get killed. But she didn't I, get killed. That's why I I'm guess like, everybody in the area got pulled to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the town got pulled into hell, and they were trying to bring hell to earth. It's like one of the early <laughs> schemes. I guess. Like, yeah. what was leader trying to do here? Yeah, yeah, and they even mention it here about the idea of shells. You know, the idea of um, being, you know, the opposite of being full of something is just being nothing. Hulk, something large, unwieldy, a shell. Um, and that's a, a, a through line throughout this entire thing. And they see all the sh all these shells, you know, um, McGee sees her father. Um, Rick Jones is down there. Later on, we'll see a bunch of other people. Um, Thunderball Ross is down there. Um, and... Yeah, like you said, they go at it again. He fights a version of the Red Hawk while he's down there. It's all horrifying, but it's all seemingly in a mindscape. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was weird because it was like it was Thunderbolt Ross, but not like you said, it was like not. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, it, it, it turns out like it's it's very funny because like of all the Hulks, Thunderbolt Ross was missing from the entire Immortal Hulk story like that little taste of him in hell was all they gave us yeah it's because the freaking captain america team had him hold up the entire time yeah and they never loosened up like they just had him as part of their story the entire time immortal hulk was happening and and uh al ewing was never able to get him but to be to be honest and i i get i get in the grand scheme of hulk lore that that seemed that that it's definitely a tragedy, you know, with how much Thunderbolt Ross means to the overall thing. But I know the Thunderbolt Ross part of it, 
And I feel like with him taking a back seat, we got a bunch of other interesting characters that for sure. have impacted um the lore for Hulk that I didn't know about. So like I w- it would have sucked if like m- this was more Thunderbolt Ross and like, I don't think, less Brian Banner or less Lee. I don't think he would have been too much of a part of the story as much as he did have a green door and it would have been like and we just never ever addressed it or talked about it or looked at it or smelled it or nothing i think there was a post-credit scene where he where they showed his grave and it was empty once but that was a captain america thing he just like did it Ah. for them Ah. (laughs) we never dealt with it um yeah the one below at this point we are to believe that the one below all is using or is taking on the personification of Brian Banner to get under the skin of the Hulk. Ultimately, it's revealed that this is the leader acting as Brian Banner, slowly being possessed by the one below all. (laughs) Um, And we get an interesting flashback to Bruce's childhood where he, you know, is basically abused verbally, physically, and then acts out in anger we see how how that you know um how that anger can be generational um that frustration and all that kind of stuff and like we said how he was already built as like with the with all this trauma that he has already dealt with it it was only going to come to one fruition you know like that kind of anger instilled in a person only comes out one kind of way and it's a destructive way yeah um he almost didn't have a choice given his his background and he's really good at breaking stuff you know <laughs> but sometimes that's not all he wants to be or do so even while he's in hell and even while he's fighting and even while he's winning you know he eventually tells mcgee that he hurts and he hurts all the time and he, it always hurts and why does it have to hurt so much um and that's more of the savage hawk speaking but eventually the big guy comes up and takes the wheel and talks regular, you know, like, I, th- I was going to say, I think it was really, in- I think it was really crazy uh, that as they're in hell, like Bruce Banner had his soul stolen, yeah. like his entire soul is stolen. But since and it's the, just in like suspended animation, it's like, you know? the, so like, I'm like, okay, so does that this extreme disassociative identity disorder has given him, multiple souls in him yeah like you know like they're all their versions yeah like we because as we'll see later on when he split up be- between two different hulks um how joe fix it and him are both different full seemingly personifications of his personality but separate and both fully there i think all that's interesting as well um but this is when we start to it starts to get theorized that uh gamma is might have some magical components to it this is when we start hearing about the one below all actually speaking and i've always did like the whole like um the voice breaks through uh dialogue boxes and stuff like that you understand like it's not even it's just there on the page they did the same thing with uh barbatos in um yeah metal where the word like they're such a cosmic being they're so above everything that their voice just the words are just on the page they're not in a voice bubble they're not in a uh thought bubble or anything like that they just are everyone can hear them um 
and we see like this monstrous personification of evil the one below all which is kind of always depicted as a cloud of of sorts um, i see now i see now uh looking back because um i guess i'm kind of following along as we cover it that yeah. uh the original the original plan here with bringing everyone to hell was for the one below all to take bruce so like it was like yeah. he he was just trying to make it happen early yeah <laughs> the leader was trying to make it happen early i thought like you said we're getting this cool scary moment the one below all is finally throwing showing its true self giant cloud self and everyone is all scared and everything and i thought the greatest like this is why i think mm -hmm. devil Hall is the freaking coolest he's just like not impressed at all and jackie's like how do we fight that thing oh my god he's like he's not the end of the world and she's like how do you know because that's who i am and the book yeah. freaking finishes he's the coolest freaking hulk there is no yeah. hulk cooler than devil hulk he's nonplussed by any of this stuff none of this stuff really affects like, him and they send a horde of these disgusting like you know we spoke about david cronenberg earlier you know the creator of the fly the thing stuff like that this body horror stuff he's he's famous for it and there's these disgusting how beasts or whatever you want to call them and he's just tearing through them still tearing through them um he gets a little help from zombie rick jones i guess you could say uh, rick jones is tortured soul like why is he in hell though what do he do well i think <laughs> oh, but because he's a gamma yeah, yeah i must say i think it's theorized they all go to hell regardless which kind of sucks that's uh that's horrible but yeah we get a uh, a brief glimpse, another like more Judeo-Christian glimpse of the one below all. He kind of looks like Satan with sharp teeth and horns, um, which I thought was interesting as well, because, you know, they're putting from a bunch of different religions to talk about this yin and yang below above kind of stuff. Um, but ultimately, but don't it. Yeah, he thunderclaps it. He yeah, thunderclaps. He, <laughs> he thunderclaps it away from uh, Bruce Bruce's soul. And he Coming close to them, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. smoked it. He turned. He really did. Just kind of clear it away, like the cloud that it was. Right, and, and it's, it's you get the great. You get one of the best moments of the whole series where you finally uh, see the relationship between Devil Hulk and Bruce. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I'll always protect you because I love you, stupid kid. You know, somebody had to. And it's like, this is the first time I ever saw Bruce and the Hulk have this kind of relationship. Yeah. Like, like in, the, that, in the sense that he defends him. Like so he's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's like the first, I guess, uh, hint towards the idea that Devil Hulk manifested as the father figure that Bruce never had in his right. own psyche. And right. I just was like, God damn, this book is so good. No, it it's incredible, and we the 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 DID the uh, dissociative identity disorder part of the Hulk thing, the Jekyll and Hyde of it all, has always just been like this is like my the worst parts of usually when that's depicted, it's depicted that the other side is the worst parts of yourself fully realized or turned up to eleven or whatever. Um, the idea that this instead of being Bruce acting out is more so the ideal idealization of what Bruce thinks is the strongest, smartest, cunning, you know, kind of person. I think, I think that's interesting um, because I do think that if you're ever a child, I think there's a you there are versions of yourself you can imagine, 
you know, who you want to be when you grow up, how strong you want to be. You want to be tough. You want to be um, resilient, strong, all those kind of things. Later on, I think they allude to the fact that Joe Fixit is basically a like what Bruce thinks is an adult. What Bruce thinks is a cool, a cool cat. Uh, walking around, you know, speaking slang it's, and wearing it's shades. Just, and stuff. Uh, it turns out he's just something that Bruce, an idea Bruce got while watching movies. Scary. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. A kid. Yeah. Um, but uh, eventually, after escaping that whole crazy fiasco, um, he decides he wants to get back in touch with his boo, Poor Betty. Poor Betty. Poor Betty. Could have just left yeah. her alone. And we just go through like kind of sort of like the hell that is what Betty has to deal with being with this man, you know, constant fear, constant um, research to try to figure out what's going on with him, where he could be. People are constantly hunting him down, all that kind of stuff. Um, But I just want to take a second to say that these Alex Ross covers are gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, man, the cover for issue 15 or 14, which is Hulk and Betty like hugging in front of. I were Banner and Betty hugging in front of an atomic bomb that is the Hulk. I was like, God yeah. damn! I made it a wallpaper for my iPad. Is it? Yeah, like, yeah, it's beautiful. Cool. It's gorgeous stuff. Um, it's Ross symbolic. really knows. Yeah, Ross really knows how to um, make some of these images come to life. I, I between the regular work inside the book and then the occasional variant covers, it's been some really amazing stuff. Um, but Bruce and Betty tried to have a conversation, but Betty has like this animosity towards Bruce. This 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 large amount of anger. And while they're there and they while they're trying to reconcile, she gets shot in the head by um She kissed him, I should say. Agent yes, she did. She did kiss him. But then she was also apologizing, yeah, like yeah. it's about to be some some a start of an argument or you know. Um but she gets shot in the head by Agent Burbank, who has the code name of Bushwhacker, who is a not a character created for this. He existed prior. Same uh, weird powers, like weird androids, android CIA kind of person that can turn his hands into guns. Um, and is this when they shoot him with the cyanide? Yeah, he shot him. Head? Yeah, he shot him <laughs> in the head. He's got a giant hole in his skull, and that's where we see Samson for the yes. first time in this run. Not only the first time in this room, but this is the first time I had ever seen this character. You've What'd never you know, seen Samson? I'd never seen Doc Samson. Really? Interesting. Again, again, in those two stories that I read, they yeah, never felt yeah. the need to, no, to put I've him in dealt, there. I don't know. I've dealt with Doc Samson a lot. I've, I've read him in many stories. I guess. What do you think of the character? What is? What, what can you tell us about the character? He's a, he was a douche in the beginning, and then he became cool. He wanted to fuck, <laughs> he wanted to fuck Betty. Uh, okay. He basically let himself get manipulated by the leader. And okay. he got gammaed up, and he was strong, and he was the Samson. You know, I want to steal the girl. Yeah, uh, Samson, Delilah. That you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the story. Yeah, but um, it didn't work out. So, <laughs> after many years, we get a bunch of cool stories with him, and he does eventually kind of redeem. He gets redeemed, and he's pretty cool. I can't remember the damn name of the Peter David story that has him communicating with the hulk on a laptop mr green mr blue uh, oh it inspired the movie it inspired right, right, some right. stuff in the movie but i remember reading it now i'm thinking about it because in the movie it's him and stern right yeah yeah instead okay. but but that came from a different story it's a peter david book that i read i probably it was probably an arc from his run 
that I must have read as a kid or something. I don't know. But I I know for a fact I've read Samson many, many, many times. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's he's a whole character. Yeah. Um, any reason why he's dressed like fat Flash Gordon? <laughs> that's 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 the outfit basically <laughs> he's been wearing since the eighties or whenever whenever he got created. Like I don't think I just think just not updated him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being another Gamma guy, though, he recently died, I guess, in one of those stories you were talking about with the leader kind of taking over his body and stuff. Um, he's brought back to life, and he wants to help Hulk. He thinks he can help Hulk. He's found out about a bunch of other people who were seemingly killed um, and got to talk to Betty a bit. And so he decides he's going to go and try to help Hulk. It's very interesting because he's trying to talk to Hulk, and then he kind of realizes that Hulk got shot through the brain. So yeah. he can't he can't think until his brain regenerates. So he kind of just has to like um uh wait for that time. So they start beating up on he starts beating up on him and stuff. Um and eventually uh they they kinda get on the same page when it comes to yeah. this. Like you said, they're old friends. You know it's the it's the classic superhero trope. You know how it go. Right. <laughs> and and you, I mean, Hulk does need therapy. This guy seemingly is a bit of a therapist. He um, is definitely the one therapist that the Hulk has ever spoken to. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> he needs. Yeah. He should speak to more therapists. Maybe someone who's not so close to the situation. One of the things they do in the story a lot that I like is this idea that people can talk to Hulk, and they they both speak about Banner like he's not in the room. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all the people who've been in his life for the longest they know they know what's up they're just like yeah where's where's bruce you know like i'm not here to talk to joe or whatever and i'm not here to talk to hulk i'm here to talk to bruce right and so like he uh samson mentions like hey you know people were i heard about the hulk fighting some you know avengers and i heard the word devil hulk was mentioned and i know about a devil hulk bruce told me all about him you know he's like this satanic uh version of the hulk in his brain and so it should be mentioned that this is not an immortal hulk concept yeah devil hulk is something from like the year 2000 and he's ugly he's a reptile yeah i think sal Bushema um let me let me get some confirmation on that but yeah i i remember thinking i i that's what i thought i thought that devil hulk was immortal hulk you know what it, I'm it, it basically is but it's but it's like it's not something they created it's something they reworked like he's yeah. been he's still he's always been the hulk that was created because of a direct result of how bruce was treated by the world Right. He's the Hulk that was created to uh, protect Bruce from yeah. everyone else. So that's not changed. It's just that he's we're we're being shown a different side of him, you know. And he doesn't look like a lizard. It's very yeah. cool. Like, yeah. Um, and like like you said, like this is a Hulk that predates Gamma. Yep. You know, yep. which is incredibly interesting. Um, that this this version of bruce or this idea of this grand vicious protector was in his head way before any of the explosion uh took place and gave him his powers which then again just causes a recipe for disaster when all that stuff were to happen because of what was already dormant inside of his mind um and yeah there's a lot of talk about whether or not he is the devil hulk and stuff like that um 
But we get like this whole kind of manifesto about Hulk wanting to end the world. Hulk, <laughs> uh, I like the joke that he's the Green Hulk, like green, uh, like green energy kind of stuff. <laughs> um, this idea that he, you know, he thinks that we, the Thanos of it all, Thanos of it all, where we have. We're doing too much to the to the world. There's too many of us. There's too much pollution, war, and uh, consumerism, and we probably need to uh, be wiped maybe, clean. Maybe we skipped over the whole Rick Jones deal, though. Uh, what his body being taken out? Uh, his body being stolen, merged with Delphi, uh, Delphire, and uh, I guess used in other disgusting. Oh no! I think we're gonna get there because i'm not i'm not seeing his body yet yeah no, after he, the, he after, the, right samson after talk. the samson fight he he leaves his like we get to see the empty grave yes 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 so i just and, finished that yeah the yeah. empty grave yeah and then um, they show us rick just like his body is stolen and they're desecrating it by merging him with del fryer while while he's also while while uh mick mcgee is that his name while mcgee yeah. is reading rick's autobiography <laughs> so you're getting like this chipper because rick jones is very much like a uh jimmy he's, olsen he's everyone's sidekick that was the yeah. thing he's a whole character but he was everyone's sidekick yeah he's very much a jimmy olsen type where you know he he's kind of looking on the bright side of things and he's made from that old kind of style old timey style and um so you have like this whole like oh yeah when i first met the hulk and you're watching the, them pour like gamma all over his dead body <laughs> and could like dude, like you said desecrating it's a perversion of the character um meanwhile mm -hmm. uh they put mcgee back on the case because seemingly the hulk showed up in um betty's house and broke down some shit so they want her to figure out what's going on with that um it's daytime so banners back out this is Banner, right? Not Joe. Yeah, it's Banner. Uh, Joe's not gonna come and uh, for a few more for like uh, oh I until think the, the same until the sunlight until the sunlight uh yeah stuff yeah. This is where we got the first hint that uh Be that Betty might be harpy, but instead of the green harpy like she was, it's she's red. It's like yeah, red like She Hulk like she is, but you know red She Hulk harpy. <laughs> how did how did how did that end up? Uh, not how as in like. What did they do to get her there? But how was that like received that whole Red She Hulk stuff? Do you remember? I, when I was reading, when I first started reading comics, I felt that I had ruined professional wrestling for myself by okay. <laughs> being too smart about it. And then when I first started reading comics, I was like, I'm going to just try to read comics and not get on the internet about it. Like, I was yeah. just trying to just read the book no, no, I totally and not yeah, educate yeah, myself but figure out how, what, it, what it means what it means to you versus what you know yeah getting yeah informed by everybody else so i when i was reading because it's planet hulk and it's world war hulk and then it's jeff Loeb's hulk and that's where we get all these uh all the hulks all these different hulks this is where we get red hulk red she hulk uh a bomb, a -bomb right uh, yeah, everybody so car comes back uh or right. it comes back or i guess it gets introduced you know right. um 
so the I was just happy to see Betty because I was like, man, I've been reading Hulk for like th- two years now, and I haven't seen Betty. Like I just started yeah. reading comics. I know Betty from the cartoon. I know her from the movies. Why haven't she right. been in the books? Right. So I was happy they brought her back because uh, I guess she had died from poisoning or some type of radiation. I, I believe it. She died. Yeah, and it was really for and you know Ross blamed Hulk for it, but they brought her back as She Hulk, and it was like. I don't know if people liked it or not, but I know I thought it was cool. So yeah, I was kind of excited to see her in this run too, because I'm always like, "What the hell?" You know, we've gotten so far away from the Betty Hulk thing. Yeah, Immortal Hulk finally, I thought put a put a nice little bow tie on it for me yeah. anyway. I mean, he did have a intergalactic lover at one point, so I totally get you know once you go of them, a couple of them, yeah. Once you once the you future, go there, it's hard to you know. <laughs> what's her name uh i forgot the late lyra no that's his daughter that's his daughter lyra from the um, future savage. About his his wife because savage she hulk is from the future that's his daughter but then he also had her mother that's who he that's who he had her with i just forgot her name <laughs> like, it was this, in, isn't it some like weird alien name it's something she was in this book for like a second like a cameo Towards the it. end, towards the end, I think uh, Savage Hulk saw the vision of her and chased her up the stairs or something. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> uh, Liz, Betty Betty Talbot was her name at one point, apparently. Um, <laughs> where it was, uh, trying to find it, trying to find Hulk's future wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. They get to Shadow Base and they see a bunch of gamma radiated animals, and now they have to fight a bunch of weird gamma radiated gamma radiated animals. For like a McGee, second, yeah, like for a, a second. second, they killed them all in like a second. <laughs> like a um, meanwhile, they are you know at Shadow Base, um, McGowan and fourteen are perfecting their weapon against the Hulk using again Rick Jones. Um, Rick Jones's body and pouring a bunch of weird gamma shit on it. Uh, McGee shows up to figure out what's going on with this whole big thing that happened at Betty's house, and they find a big red feather, which is the illusion that Betty may have transformed into Harpy, but like you said, a red version. And we kind of see her perched on a tree outside. Um, but yeah, they beat the shit out of a bunch of weird irradiated um, animals, and then it was all a trap. They wanted both of them to come in here, especially Agent Burbank, who's there. And er- Agent Burbank shoots the shit out of Doc Samson, killing him, and then uh, uses um, sunlight to make Hulk revert back to Bruce. But yeah. ultimately, um, Bruce then relinquishes control of his body to Joe Fix It. Which is really, it was really weird because we, I don't, I've never seen this where he, He's using the dissociative identity uh, identity disorder, but like in the in the regular way, you know, like yeah. in a normal way, like he's given over his Bruce body to Joe. Right. Yeah, to, which is uh, it's very it's very it's very I don't I don't I'm not gonna say anything because it's like I'm sure this is this might be how it is in real life where it's like things are too things are getting too crazy things are getting too serious I'm gonna disassociate. I'm turning yeah, it off. if it feels like a like a deck of cards, right? Like like a hand of cards, I should say. And whatever card he needs for the moment is the card he's going to play. Very um, cool. 
And yeah, especially in this, I had heard things about Joe Fixit. I've never read a Joe Fixit run. I never read a Grey Hulk, you know, run. I I know I've seen the Hulk in the suit stuff. I know that he goes to Vegas. I know that he does some stuff there. So meeting this Joe Fixit, I thought was uh, extremely interesting um, because he's a, a, a lot less what are you, the, the crowd pleasing as banner yeah, like he doesn't yeah. care <laughs> he doesn't care to make people happy he doesn't care about any of this stuff and he has the bit of the attitude and a bit of the no nonsense that ultimately saves the day because he ends up breaking a thing full of irradiated ants i want to say yeah, yeah some kind of bugs <laughs> and throws them at agent burbank um the, they two them two go at it but again uh, really... fix it has no has no powers it's really Burbank's fault because he's playing games. He's playing around and 14 yeah, he is, is here telling him, you know, get, show him, kill him, kill him now. Even though I'm not sure that they're aware that it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like he would just send him to hell and then he'd come back to the green door. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, but neither, I guess Bruce is probably not aware of that either because nobody really knows how to manipulate the green door yet, except for exactly. the leader, except for the leader, Samuel Stern. And one of the things we're realizing here is like as they're having this fight and smashing into a bunch of things, Shadow Base is doing a lot of experience experiments, bro. Because yes, we're seeing are. like irradiated ants, we're seeing irradiated fish, we're seeing irradiated all sorts of animals and stuff. And they're fighting around these areas. They're not really explaining what they are, but this should let you know how deep the rabbit hole goes for this uh, you know, black ops group in their research of trying to stop Hulk. This is how far things go. This is how 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 crazy things have gone. And um, basically, Joe's able to escape, get to some computers and stuff. And he's he's a bit of the more cunning MacGyver, yeah. you know, get things done sort of persona. Um, so he's able to use a bit of his street smarts to get the password and stuff for the computer. Um, but 14 ends up kind of 14 uh, Burbank ends up kind of cutting him off and filling him full of bullets but before he did um joe was able to use those same lights the sunlight that they used to revert him to the banner form to let those lights project gamma radiation um and so the hulk just fills with gamma becomes this huge you know fucking beast and ultimately ends up absorbing <laughs> bushwhacker in itself it was, what know? a disgusting visual he's like a he's got like a six heads on top of each other like arms coming out of weird places bending at weird places weird veins all that stuff killed burbank yeah burbank's gone forever yeah and they're like well uh we're plan going b. to yeah <laughs> plan b and plan b ends up being the abomination and what oh. the fuck? They took that word literally. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. What an um, abomination. <laughs> yeah. So um, Rick Jones, who's the who ends up being killed in Secret Wars, right? He's the one who gets kicked down the down out, out of the plane, isn't he? I think they they uh, no, that was uh, what's his name, Jack something. Patriot. Oh yeah. no, he's the one who gets shot. Yeah, they they had him in a firing squad. They smoked his ass. That was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Jones gets shot by a firing squad. Um, his body ends up dug up, and then used by Shadow Base to create a new abomination. But am I to believe that this is still not Rick anyway? 
No, I, is it I, I think still? Leader took advantage of of Rick whenever he wanted. Like I think he walked through his door at a different point. Like it might have been a little after this. Okay, because this is weird. Like they've already merged him with Dell, and then they used his body to kind of bring Emil Blonsky's husk to life. Yeah, so it's like three disgusting things going on all at once it is horrifying he's got a hands he's got a, his face hands on like his face a, yeah a closed fist of four hands so it leaves you to wonder what is it when it opens it's disgusting and like as soon as it arrives it kills people like some people get got instantly to uh show you what kind of a monster this is and as you don't really get to see because the hands are cut closed over its face as Hulk is, you know, trying to tear into him. But as it opens, you see like two faces asking, uh, begging to be killed. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it, is it two Rick Joneses or is it Rick and. I think it's Rick and, and Del Fry. Uh, Del Fry. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that someone said, like, you know, I recognize one face or I don't recognize the other. I just remember reading that somewhere. I think it was something. that Native American that. um. Yeah. Later on in the book. Yeah, but uh, it was it, it, it. You have to see it. Like it's not just two heads standing next to each other. They're like extended lit. It's, it's and you horrible. and you still have other eyes, like other accounted for eyes Random. elsewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like the hand face back of the head looks like a face hugger. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's begging to be killed. He's begging Hulk help, to kill him, but he also wants to me, kill Hulk. Kill me! Oh my god! Horrifying. And the, and the actual being has acid that can burn through the hulk yeah so, so, so it's ahead, like brother. technically right if it opens up its hands that's the mouth but yeah. like the Two mouth mouths. has <laughs> a head in it has a head in it yeah so anything that the hands touch d- uh, will, will d- they'll secrete the fucking digestive food and yep. they'll acid the motherfucker it's disgusting yeah i hate it i love yeah. it it's 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 completely horrifying like it almost makes um the regular abomination that we know look kind of cute and cookie cutter (laughs) (laughs) a child's idea of what a monster is but this is a monster this is horrifying i want to say there's like there's some storytelling things you can really only do in comics and yeah in issue 19 which is where we're really where where we are right now they kind of started the book with uh, a new character's thought boxes and you don't yeah. know who the new character is yet you just see that it's red and yellow so you know it's not hulk you know it's not jackie hers is like the color of a newspaper or whatever and yeah. uh but they show you 14 first and then they show you betty so right for a few pages you're basically led to believe that these thought boxes belong to 14 right and uh it it's like we 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 um it's a Betty and fourteen flashback and then we go back to the future where the Hulk is fighting the abomination and uh he's losing. He's about to start losing. Yeah. And then fucking Betty Betty hops into frame and then we find out that not the thought bubbles belong to Betty. So it was like a yeah. reveal, like a thought bubble reveal at the same time, which is like a weird, cool thing you can only do in comic books that doesn't work anywhere else. Right, and then you start to realize with the red and the yellow, you know, she yeah. is kind of she yeah. has those colors that kind of yeah. makes a bit of sense. Yeah. Um, 
And what's kind of weird and heartbreaking is that this Betty is devoid of like sympathy. She's remembering all these horrible times with Bruce. I guess the best and the worst of times with Bruce, but in a monstrous fashion. Uh, she she disposes of a couple of the shadow based soldiers. I think the outright murders them. Um, there's a talk with McGee about whether or not she should have had a bit more mercy, but she keeps saying like, "This is me." You know, this yeah. is this yep. is me. This is me, um, and it, it's 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 so it's like the weird gothic horror that I remember from like Swamp Thing, like this weird l- lovers monstrous, you know, devil, yeah. like all this weird gothic stuff going on, and the depiction of Betty is is horrifying. Especially when they do that, like just eyes glowing in the background kind of stuff. Um, she looks like a demon. Like if he's a devil, she's a demon. Um, and they meet the three horrible piece people meet Rick Jones, uh, Banner, and um, Betty. And they decide to get on Banner, and she rips Bruce Banner's heart out. She, she freaking, she, the, he. <laughs> It's funny because they go, they, they, they cut away from Hulk to show Betty for a little while. So he's getting his yeah. ass beat by the abomination. And then when they cut back and Betty finally catches up to the Hulk, he is in horrible, horrible pain. His legs are gone. They're melted off. His yeah, eyeballs are melted in. His face is melted in. It's, it's a big and sad thing. He's crying. Yeah. He's, the Hulk is sad. And then she rips his heart out and eats it. Yeah, poor, poor McGee, poor McGee has no idea. She's just like traumatized. I yeah. think this is where I stopped reading issue to issue. Like this is what like I had caught up here, and I'm like, where is this gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> like what the hell? Where is this gonna go? Um, and it's also interesting because, like I said, like the final shot of that comic reminds me of when you like stop on the side of a road and see like an animal. Uh, you know, <laughs> she's just a creature eating with his wings yeah, out. Yeah, like she just got caught in this candid moment, and all you can see are her, her eyes glowing as she ch- chomps on this thing, and it's like absolutely sick. Um, uh, because he's dead now, it brings Bruce back to the below, um, and he ends up having a, a bit of a chat with his papa about all this, um, and how basically he's. The this version of Brian is both a man trying to escape hell and a monster trying to bring hell to earth, but he's really speaking as the one below all, you know, as um, uh, Sam Stearns and the one below all. Where he kind um, of explained to him that for the first time that Gamma comes from hell. Yeah, and there's a panel where he's like he's the crucifix as he says it. Yeah, <laughs> like not subtle at all. It's no, no. Good. Uh, and this weird like moment where um, Bruce sees the back of his mother and calls out to her, but her mother, his mother, won't turn around, which I guess I'm would still, be his personal hell. I'm still, I guess, I'm still iffy on like, is that did that really happen, or like, was he being toyed with? Because there's like so many people were down here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, you got to imagine that this is the depiction of the, I, I I believe everything depicted here is depicted because of the one below all yep so i think it's all torture i think it's all bullshit you know like yeah. it's all yeah 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 just stuff 
like nothing is there by happenstance. Everything is there to mess you up mentally and, and kind of, you know, mess with your idea of things. Ghosts, um, ghosts made from their own mind. A hundred percent. Hulk uses the green door to come back to life. Uh, attacks his boy, Rick Jones. Um, a call, uh, gets on Betty's case, tells her not to hurt him again. And then she's like, well, you don't hurt me again. And he's like, uh, okay, cool. And then he's like, it was cool. You sounded like a God or something. Bruce, like you said, his mom, when he was before he walked through the green door, he sees his mom. He's calling out, help me, help me, help me. And it's not him that wakes up on the other no. side of the green door. It's the devil Hulk. It was like, you know, help me he hears help me help me so he wakes up and he's like it's okay kid you know i'm here yeah. now and he starts beating on uh or he doesn't he just he he looks at his own destroyed half-eaten heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the first thing you like, see wow <laughs> wow oh wow <laughs> yeah that happened um so i guess him and betty were on the same page even though she just ate his heart yeah she i guess knew, she got that she out of her knew, system she knew somehow yeah, how to make that happen? It's an it's a Hulk gamma instinct. Ah, there you go, there you go. But fourteen sends out this big Transformers esque ship uh, to kind of rain on on their whole parades. But while that happens, Hulk um, shields McGee. So yes. you know, there's there shows a bit of that uh, that heroic nature there, uh, and that he's looking out for her. Um. But yeah, the all those beasts end up doing battle, and um, they're able. He's able to just like rip this, rip the uh, what you call it, <laughs> they, the suit. They made such a big deal out of the weird transformer thing, and Betty, without saying much, she just like picks up the abomination, beats it up in the sky, and the the, the tank is like getting ready to smoke the Hulk, but she just dropped the abomination on him. She yep, and it basically now. blows up, and the rest of it, Hulk punches in half. <laughs> and um and that's and that's done with it and then he just rips abomination open and takes the brick jones body out of it and uh you know uh doc samson shows up <coughs> and i believe this is the that panel of the end of time yeah doc samson see doc samson has joined with uh captain gamma marvel's flight, right? gamma flight her gamma flight they all wear green captain marvel design shirts it's it's uh he actually lets the hulk and them get away like he's on gamma flight but he's actively uh ruining their time <laughs> like they're never yeah. gonna catch the hulk with right. samson on a team I, but, he uh, kind of jokes about that too he's like samson can't do nothing like why, why does everyone keep saying we need to get samson like he's yeah. not gonna do anything but yeah, you're right. This is the panel where we see this is the next page where we are flashed all the way until the end of time to see uh, wh what happens in a possible future. And we talked about that. Hopefully. And that then the, that other story, though, the story where it's actually from the aliens perspective, that's a like an annual or a one shot. Is that how that works? Uh, which 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 or is that in the you? actual? No, that was a special issue. What is it, twenty five or something like that? Twenty okay, uh, twenty five. Yeah, mm -hmm. issue twenty five. It's uh, but but this is this is uh, I guess issue twenty. We're just shown that he that he is approached by the one above all, and I thought yeah. a cool thing was like, 
the Fantastic Four once met the one above all, and he was drawn to look like Jack Kirby. Yes, but, he was. Uh, this time they just gave him like a, a godlike f- uh, figure, but the speech bubbles still have Kirby crackle around yeah. them. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's very a little cool. bit, a little bit of an I, homage there. I appreciate that. And considering, Actually, like you said, the symmetry that they end up showing between Fantastic Four and Hulk, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, he's he's surrounded by Kirby crap, so it's yeah. it's, it's it's still they just didn't draw him as Jack Kirby. Um, anything you want to say about the origin of fourteen? Uh, I was gonna say that's a weird. We got like that weird post credit scene here. I've never seen that before. I was like, did that really happen? Like, oh, at the I end of time, do... and like I said, it just comes out of nowhere. Not even that story. Not even that, but like uh, the after the end of time and after the letters page, there's one page where General 14 is walking down the hallway and the psychics that they have wired with wires in their eyeballs. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. They, they tell him, sir, he's gone. You know, uh, everything went red. And then when it cleared, he was gone. And it's like Thunderbolt Ross, Thunderbolt Ross is missing. And then. We never ever dealt with that. That 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 was never anything that happened in this book. Like, no, it nope. just happened, and then then they weren't allowed to do anything with it. So they weren't allowed to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't touch it. Um, but we end up getting a a bit of a flashback. We see a bit of the origin of fourteen, how he worked alongside um Thunderbolt Ross and stuff. Um, but he ultimately wants to use the abomination suit. He sees nothing wrong or crazy about that. His, like he's whole, just... de- his whole deal is order. He believes yeah. in order. He was like yeah. a Christian or a Catholic. He's very devout. These things are very black and white to him. Right. And he thinks he needs to become a, the monster to fight the monster kind of situation. Um, and basically allows himself to be taken over by the abomination yep. suit. Yeah. He, and becomes it's like abomination. Dis- yeah yeah exactly i love that mcgowan's like how did you know like we didn't even know this would work like why did you like you jumped to a lot of conclusions to get to where you were here which is true like he didn't know this from the fucking oh, fucking hole in the wall like i'll just go in it will accept me and then i'll control it and that's what he swears he swears that he's the one in control uh but we will we'll, we will see that that's not the case um they just should randomly uh, i said like, should mention they killed walt the Sasquatch, uh, uh, he he got shot. Oh, 14 from, shot him, didn't he? Yeah, right in the head. And he's not coming back for some reason. No. Um, and yeah, because that's Sasquatch. Yes, is dead. And he, he had gotten on. the he had gotten the Sasquatch sucked out of him by the Hulk a long time ago. But, you know, the his, human form, his human form got shot and killed and he hadn't come back for some reason. And he has and cool sideburns. He does have cool sideburns. Yeah. I, I really like stated. those damn sideburns. They have the dead body of uh, Rick Jones in a tub. Like his dead corpse in, his, in a tub. What he's do you not think? dead. He's like alive. He's like gurgling and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird. It's disgusting. <laughs> Betty's just sitting there. Um, And Betty refuses to look at Bruce as Betty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know if it's an automatic thing or whatever it is but uh i thought that oh, was no it's the other way around right her she won't talk to joe as betty she won't talk to any to bruce at all as betty any of them 
any of the but she but she does want bruce to eventually like apologize and stuff yeah because she doesn't think that bruce sees her for her um which is you know goes back to the whole this is me kind of stuff yeah um joe fix it and mcgee have a bit of a chat um talking about people death and all that stuff and then we see like the new rick jones yeah which is like a dr manhattan rick jones (laughs) rick jones fire uh hybrid but i think this is where leader takes over that makes sense i think this is where leader is as samus stern has taken over rick jones body yeah um 14 14 ends up kind of uh ambushing alpha flight (laughs) gamma flight yeah gamma flight ends up getting uh they tag in the team of hulk harpy and the rick jones who show up there to save their people we get a bit of a flashback that shows um mcgee's first encounter with the hulk which is him just breaking into her house uh, a casualty of things you know a collateral damage um and she says that the overall fear and the overall stress of that um killed her father yeah so uh that's kind of jacked up but the whole team does battle in this underground base our gamma our gamma team is winning um I'm trying to think because the whole boy just basically succumbs to the. Um, he's like just dripping gamma. What's his face? Fourteen in the <laughs> abomination stuff. He's like, oh no, I'm fine. And there's like gamma coming out of his eyes and shit. And um, he goes against the Hulk, but now he has the acid. Uh, yep. You know yeah. stuff. So he squirts that all over homeboy's face, a Hulk's face, and that's where we get the panel that I use to promote this <laughs> podcast where Hulk is like ripping off the burned pieces of his flesh and there's just like this gooey greenness all over it. It's disgusting. Then we got a cool Robo RoboCop 2 reference with Puck ripping out the brain yes. and uh spine of one of those robots. He's, he's a little bad. He's a little bad uh motherfucker there puck hey it was the ruler of hell at one point yeah um like i said that that harpy design is ridiculous with like the cuts around the eyes the scars around the eyes it's, it's crazy um but this is, this is where we're, we're shown the uh another glimpse of uh the future i guess i mean i, I guess not yet Actually, a glimpse of the past. They give us Galactus origin. Yeah, but like juxta, like first, I thought this was cool. They did this a few times where they show the original, the the reference. They showed us the reference panel before, like redoing it with Joe Bennett's art. Yeah, with uh, like a more updated version of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they tie the fla- the uh, the Fantastic Four, Galactus, and Hulk. They tethered them all, seemingly, um, and, and used them. I mean, these are some of the earliest creations in Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense to kind of weave a, a collective narrative through the through that. Sometimes people don't dig that. Like, I heard people kind of having an issue with the whole uh, Phoenix Force and Odin of it all. You know? Like yeah, but they, they banged. That's weird. Yeah. That's different. 
<laughs> so, so you're down as long as no one's banging. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like they're not forces, you know. Like, it's not like the Phoenix Force was made from something related to the Odin Force or whatever. It's like yeah. the Odin banged the original Phoenix. It's like that's where <laughs> okay. I guess. I mean, I don't know. That's one. Problem. That's it's one way weird. to take it. That's one very direction. weird. <laughs> yeah, that's one direction to take it. Um, but yeah, you're right. They show uh, they they're showing. Galactus and the Fantastic Four being imbued with cosmic energy at the mm-hmm. same time that they're showing Hulk getting his gamma energy. Yes. And with no explanation. But, I'm about to say, but there's no real, like, at the time I'm reading, I'm like, I, I, I don't get it, yeah. but okay. Did you see Hulk's hands somehow, like, they didn't regenerate normally? They regenerated, like, a weird tentacle thing? Yeah. What the heck was that about? It's strange. I, I, it was I, like, I just I thought it just got busted open. I thought it was like artistic direction, but no, they were like tentacles for a little bit. Like no, I bit. love that he just takes a chunk of his own skin and throws it at somebody. It's disgusting, <laughs> and it like burns through them and stuff like that. Really, really interesting. But this is some of that more of that horror stuff, and it's it's really getting you to question the the durability of the Hulk if half of his face can be ripped off and he can still fight through it. Um, but you know that's he is the strongest there is. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, he ends up, uh, 14 ends up killing a bunch of people by mistake. Uh, <laughs> he's just not in control of his body. He acids a couple of his friends. Hulk's trying to talk to him, but he has no lips, which makes things kind of kind of weird. So everything that he says sounds kind of weird. I think at um, this point we get the face, the baby face turn for one of the scientists, the more, more of the, the one character that ends up being really important. Uh I forgot her name though. McGowan. <laughs> McGowan. Yeah, yep. she was working under 14, but he's gone nuts. This abomination thing. She's taking control. She's in charge now. Yep. Uh, she she a... basically relieves him of his duties and becomes the head of Shadow Base. So she is second in command. So everyone starts to kind of listen to her. And he just um, killed all those people. It's, they were like, in front of everybody, co workers, yeah. you know, <laughs> shit like that. People frown upon that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bunch. They're they're still fighting a bunch of acid. That that Hulk skull of just acid and an eye. Oh like that's my god! Just... He that was disgusting. He freaking he, the fourteen kind of throws like an acid beam at him. Like man, yeah. it just melts off his face. Vomit vomits acid on him, and then it's just the Hulk skull minus a jaw. Ugh. You know, and uh, Hulk digs his thumb in his eye and then they're all in hell <laughs> um, everybody everybody's in hell <laughs> well not all jo- but joe joe's in hell go. it's yeah, joe uh uh 14 doc samson's there um but nuts joe, joe snaps hell the neck of to double kill 14 <laughs> yeah double so he's dead in hell and his body's dead um, how does that work uh, but Hulk ends up coming back through the, the green door. How does that uh, work? You went to hell and killed him again. Right. <laughs> I owe you one. Snap. I'll be uh, back. And then, yeah, and then just like knocks people around. It's hilarious. Um, but he ends up telling uh, Doc Samson that, well, you know, this base is still pretty cool. <laughs> and it still has a lot of stuff in it. And they used it to try to kind of kill me, find me and kill me. So I think I'm going to take over. This is this a cool place. thing. 
this is very cool. We I forgot to we I I, I missed it. At one point, Bruce is in the mirror and he's talking to Devil Hulk, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I think I'm gonna have to name you." And yeah. he's going to name him Maestro, but he stops himself because somebody knocks on the door, and then oh wow, and then in this scene he sits on the throne. Yeah, and he's got that's the imagery. Like, I'm like, is Devil Hulk Maestro? Like, what the fuck? Like, that holy shit! Holy shit! That's crazy. Not only that, but like this is seemingly like in universe when he does this moment, it's not an evil moment. It's not a no foreboding moment. But watching him on that throne, like you said, invokes imagery of Maestro, which we all know, you know, basically uh, a ruler, a tyrant, you know, uh, at the end of times. And you can't help but be like, oh, this can't be good. (laughs) Like, even though, you know, he's Bruce is good. You're like, this can't be good. This imagery uh, can't be good. But yeah, now we uh, we flash forward again. Yeah, fun times. This the is disgusting. An- the anointed Prince Franklin Richards. Ah, this is nuts, though. Yeah, I love Franklin Richards. Franklin Richards is literally my favorite Marvel character. He's amazing. Jonathan Hickman uh, writes uh, such a great character. But yeah, we're shown that the Hulk killed him, and then yeah. c- killed his replacement because John Franklin Richards was. Uh, since he knew that he would live forever, he was assuming that he would be the next Galactus. Like, yeah. you know, the person that gets taken to the next existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Hulk kills him. And then kills right. the replacement. And then he's the one waiting. When yeah, At the uh, end of time. At the end of time, when the one above all comes, and the one above all is like, whoa, this is not supposed to happen. The Hulk freaking eats him. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's what a disgusting... Uh, what a disgusting thing, too. Like, not just the act or whatever, but the, the way that they drew this is so nasty. Like, multiple he, hands opening a humongous cavernous mouth, with multiple eats, rows of teeth. He eats God. It's crazy. And he, and he like rips. It's not like in one bite, he like rips. He really <laughs> he chews on God, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's why you can see his ribs. And again, you, you believe in this sense through this telling of the story that this is just the worst of banner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it's looking like. It's looking like it's just the worst of banner. And then we get this super, uh, I, I thought it was a bit confusing, but I get what it meant in the grand scheme of things. It was meant to distract you. It's meant to, to put you in a world post human. I thought it was different uh, at the time. I thought yeah, it was very different. 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 Very, very different. Yeah. I think, well, well, I had, I don't want to call it the luxury, but when I was reading through this for the podcast and I got to this issue, I started reading it, but I fell asleep because it was very late. And mm-hmm. I had read, I had to read it like the first 10 pages again. Okay. So it was like less, it wasn't like confused. Like at first I was like falling asleep and it was like percentages for names and yeah her post. and yeah yeah you know and i could i was like ah, i died <laughs> yeah. so with a clearer mind and kind of barely vague previous knowledge of what i already read it was easier to understand like a lot easier to yeah to get it i thought it was very different though i'm sure he had fun breaking away entirely from the structure of the I, heard, I heard he actually apologized to a couple people you know he's like hey if the next issue's a bit <laughs> it's a bit you know dense uh, it's it, you know we would just wanted to take it in another direction and get to the story to where we wanted to get it. I so. thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. I thought it was so cool. 
I think I thought taking the narrative from regular humans and and you know seeing a different spec specter of, we, of we've events flashed, was interesting. We flashed into the next existence of the yeah. Marvel universe, a, yeah. a, an existence where the Hulk ate the cosmic powers of God and yeah. became. I don't want to say he became Galactus because he's not Galactus. He's not a world eater. He's not eating worlds. He's a world destroyer. He's just destroying them for no reason. Yeah. Pure chaos. But he's got this cool cosmic design. Yep. He's Kirby-esque pants and, thing and he, that he's got on. And he's, um, he is, like you said before, a, a force of nature. A hurricane, a, a, a earthquake. He's something that comes about, and when he comes about, basically spills end times for whatever is in his way. Uh, massive, bigger than planets. Uh, his form is, and like you said, at one point he basically just straight up clotheslines a planet. But yeah, um, this is this is where those weird percentile post-human people sent the message yeah. back, and that's how the leader, uh, you know, formulated his entire plan. In the first place. Right. And this is also kind of the illusion that we get that this is not the Hulk. Like we get a bit of the, we find out that there's, he's being powered by souls. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they showed us, they actually, they revealed that it's the one below all. Like yeah. he says it, it's this weird panel where the actual Hulk is in hell destroyed, weirdly mm. being used. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's nasty. Bro, that panel there. I was like, "What is this? what is all of this? Like, all, like I, I need to burn some sage or something." But this, <laughs> it, this is all so crazy. Um, and yeah, he's being used as a vessel by the um, one below all, which is his plan. The one below all, below all's plan this entire time. Um, so what we're seeing as an eventual future for the Hulk is not Hulk's plan. This is one below all's plan. Uh, to use the greatest um, surrogate, the greatest host, the Hulk body, the strongest there is, to be the be-all, end-all of the universe. Um, watching him smash that planet, like, just, <laughs> like, grab a planet and smash it like the great Kali did with that basketball. <laughs> or or to, with Rey Mysterio's head that had the chalupa juice <laughs> coming out. <laughs> so, uh, crazy, crazy imagery, but that fly goes and... You know, um, Sam Stearns finds it, finds what's inside of it, and kind of gets put on his path to things. You, um, uh, you and Greg read War of the Realms, right? Yes. So this, there's like a week time skip where War of the Realms takes place in, and like in issue 26, mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're post that. And I didn't get to read that, but am I to understand that Roxxon had something to do with things? Yeah, they did. Now that I remember it, yeah, they were partnered up with um with the realms. Because the Malekith convinces all the realms that Thor kind of screwed up, so they should just go to Earth and take it over because Thor is an asshole. Um, and uh, old Dario Agar, who I believe is from Mighty Hulk, uh possibly i know he's from the jason aaron run of thor but i can't remember if it's regular thor or jane foster uh we get was it. he was he already a minotaur in that run yeah or a bull okay yeah yeah 
because that um, was like they took that really in a different route like he's the bull he's basically the wall street bull right that's what i thought it was i'm looking it up now um he like secretly he represents sold to be a literal minotaur a half human half bull hybrid creature of legend um, like, has he always been like a business guy yeah yeah okay yeah. he's always just been like a weird shrewd business businessman who also is a bull <laughs> i think it's a great like, it's a cool metaphor imagery thing because the wall street bull 100 percent. but he's never like used the bull as like a weapon if that makes sense yeah like, he much rather be at board meetings and all this other kind of stuff um, he wants money oh yeah i mean the real the real uh one below all the money um but one of the things that we had already spoken about was this whole idea of green hulk and now that hulk has shadow base he just does a bit of a broadcast and he's like hey guys my name is bruce banner <laughs> uh you might know me as the hulk um i think the world should end uh i think that the world should end i think the world's gonna end uh, i have this shadow base here now and um you guys all suck humans suck and i, I, I think i think they didn't know how long this book would be able to go on and yeah. they wrapped up the initial story at issue 25 or whatever issue 24 and yeah. then after this now that they knew they would have more time to just complete the whole thing he decided to ramp things up because it felt like really all of a sudden it was like okay watch how i do this and he started dropping all this crazy social commentary that resonated so hard yeah especially now and i was like wow <laughs> like, like you said it, if you would have stopped at 25 it would have been a, a cute little hulk story yeah yeah you know you would have some moments of horror some moments of realization ultimately he would have beat the bad guy and it all would have been you know but now they're playing in, in, you know, not to, no pun intended, but now they're playing around with a little bit more gray with the yep. Hulk. Yeah. Um, and this idea that. Um, they got government money. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and he's the, got he's, money. He is over it. He wants to end things. Um, and ultimately, we end up finding out. And he says a manifesto. Uh, Amadeus Cho comes down and tries to talk him out of it. But this is kind of maestro talk here. Yeah. Like, this yep. is kind of. You know, I like we've heard some of this with Chancellor Superman, you know, this idea is like I am the strongest, therefore I should be in charge because you guys all suck. So I like, I, we, uh, you, you've been in charge this this long and look how much you made things suck. So, yeah, Amadeus is like, I'm not going to join you. I love you, but you're a middle aged white man talking about world domination. That never ends well. So I'm going to yeah, watch. Yeah, it. not <laughs> a fan. He literally said that. I said, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm they chose Asian. He knows about all this all this uh all this stuff there. Um there's a lot that happens here, but I think the biggest take one of the biggest take takeaways is that Roxxon is using its resources to uh kind of smear the Hulk. Yep. To 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 you know between social media, um shock jocks, all that kind of stuff. Roxxon is trying to use its influence to uh, create this smear campaign against the Hulk. Um, and even worse than that, they end up using um, an alien 
to kind of help that out. But what the hell was Namor doing in the in the diner? <laughs> He's just doing a favor for the Hulk, I think. He's I think the Hulk... MK ship came down like it... basically, he, right? He's the one who kind of rad- rad- radicalizes him. He, I'm pretty sure the whole like Namor agrees with it, all that stuff anyway. Yeah, it's just like you know, he kind of radicalizes him, and he's like, "You, sh- you need to do something. You need to act on something." So he decides that his first act is to go to a Roxxon base and basically destroy it. Yeah, just destroy, it? just destroy their uh, servers so that no social media works anymore, and they start losing their popularity in other websites. Right, like, uh, start taking over. But yeah, that's really you're right. That the the gist of it is that they wanted to smear the Hulk, and because of that, they ended up uh, dooming themselves. Yeah. But they, but the, I thought the most interesting part of the arc was uh, the arc was just how socially aware it was. How uh, the idea that Roxxon was involved with all the world realm stuff. But look, they didn't even go through any consequences. You know, like, no. these big businesses get away with things all the time. Yeah, and it I mean it's a it's a good story, but it's it's a bit of a detour from things. It's a bit yeah. of a detour from like the green door of it all. But you have this, like you said, incredibly um adept social commentary where um people to Dario Agar, the Minotaur, are are replaceable. He's constantly killing his co- his underlings and his subordinates. Like when they make him upset, he constantly is killing them. Uh, they're constantly trying to come up with ways to undermine this idea of a heroic Hulk. Um, it was it was we, just a lot, like you said, a big ass detour. <laughs> we, we, we get a V for Vendetta uh, uh, kind of thing, right? Where a cop accidentally shoots a protester wearing a mask of the enemy. <laughs> a child protester wearing the mask of an enemy. Um, People resonating with the Hulk's message, I guess. Not only that, but you started seeing the weird things like, I just want the old world back. <laughs> you know, I just feel threatened. It was like, uh, a, he was clearly like a Trump supporter. Like, yeah. At, like, it was wild. I was like, okay. You a Trump supporter that then murdered murdered a, a child. And I think tried, anyway. after that was seemingly murdered. Oh, yeah, he, he shot, uh, but it hit the Hulk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and the Hulk doesn't kill him because the Hulk doesn't kill civilians. He just no, puts he him in the hospital. Yeah. But yeah, uh, breaks, it was he just breaks Hulk. every single one of their bones. <laughs> All of this was just a distraction for uh, the leader to lock up the Devil Hulk. Yes. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, because they end up coming. I think the Wenwu stuff is pretty basic, which it was, is. It was silly. It was funny. It was. Uh, Wenwu was the first. It is the reason why the defenders got together, and he was really silly. That's very interesting. Yeah, and he was really silly. It was the childhood show. He was a child show. That was a thing, and they just brought it back and used it, and it was funny. Yeah, he's incredibly weird looking, and he um he's even more monstrous in this. He like feeds through his back, like his back <laughs> opens up, and all these tentacles come out and shove you inside of his body, and that's how he feeds, and he he eventually converts you. Sorry, into like a weird version of him because he's a bit of an alien. So he converts you to this weird version of himself. This storyline was easier to digest if you've watched the Memory Parasites episode of Rick and Morty. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have with uh, Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah, but it's exactly the same thing. It's like, don't you remember we had all those adventures? It's like, yeah, of course I remember. Wait a minute. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know you. Uh, you you've implanted all these memories that's in my head. Where, that's where we got the moment where McGowan is like, well, that shit doesn't work on me. Uh, I'm trans. And I was yeah. like, well, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like a shield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was um, like, oh, wow. They just dropped that. And they didn't, they didn't have to harp on it or anything. It was never like a thing they sat on. It was just what it was. You know, they moved on. They created a um, basically like a massive terrorist attack. Roxxon does by releasing these humongous monsters onto the unsuspecting public, but then our Gamma team, the good Gamma team, not Gamma Flight, uh, separates so they can tackle these you know various different threats, and they are able to handle them quite. Like I think it, it's like this huge ass monster, and Samson punches him once and cracks his skull and kills it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> open and shut case. Um, just weird like demented designs one of those monsters at the end of the feeding has like parasites in it that come out it was almost like cloverfield with all the little bugs that uh were attached to it um and yeah they are able to basically subdue all of the um or try their best to subdue all of the uh monsters but then the man of the hour shows up um zenmu am i saying right i think so zenmu they just uh I thought I thought they wrapped it up pretty fast and easy. It ends up just being like an art to to, to introduce the leader. Yes. Like, yeah. Um I but I thought it was interesting, like this idea of propaganda. Yeah, uh, yep. he uses TVs to kind of get you to feel what he feels. Um and Hulk is really confused by this. And it even gets to a weird part where Hulk is unable to concentrate and unable to speak. You know, he just starts going back to the Hulk is Hulk of it all. Um, I, I loved Absorbing Man becoming a spaceship <laughs> or, or like, you know, some sort of ship. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but I loved them coming to the conclusion and realizing that when we was implanting all these memories and um, it goes back to uh like a memory that mcgowan has right where she thought she saw daredevil but it was Wenwu or vice versa yeah she originally was a uh, working for villains uh and daredevil changed her life but then Wenwu put it so that it was him instead and that's the thing that made her realize yeah he was basically replacing uh super he would put himself in all of marvel history as it, the person who yeah, saved it does, everything it's also Zem new? I've been calling him Wenwu. Wenwu's the guy from Shang Chi. <laughs> Zenmu, yeah. Zen Zem new. Zem new. Zem new. You will remember. You will remember the name. <laughs> I I I kind of like those weird eyes that they that they yeah. drew him with. But everyone's like, yeah, Zemu's always been the greatest. He's so great. I remember him from a long time ago. Um but Dario Ag Agger's obviously losing control of Zenmu and at one point um, gets absorbed by him, becomes like this weird puddle of mass and disgustingness. Um, also, Bruce is kind of getting crazy, but I think it's more to do with Rick Jones, who might sort of kind of might be the leader-ish. Yeah, um, he's definitely the leader. But they lock um the hulk is locked in his own mind and he seemingly gets help from a, another person that was locked down there uh the green scar because at one point they do a like an inventory and they're like we don't know what the hell the green scar is he uh 
he's been gone and so is the Great Hulk. We don't know where they're at. But um yeah, he is there. Um regular Bruce has gone crazy. He's calling himself Robert Banner. He's seemingly unhinged. Uh he's thinking about what would happen if he just let go. And this is all being done to him by Wenwu, which kind of jacking up his mind, um, get, making him see what they want to see. And both Hulks have to navigate the mindscape to free Bruce from this weird Wenwu mind thing. And while they're there, they see Devil Hulk. Um, locked and, up, yeah. And they hit him just because he's there. They just they, he's chained up and they punch but him like, in the face. <laughs> so the green scar was never there, though, right? It was the leader. Um, I they thought that the butt. green scar was there, but they, they, they fished him out so the leader can get him. I don't know. It felt like it felt like later on. It felt it felt like it was supposed to be like a reveal of some sort, like because he one punches. It's it's World Breaker who one punches Zenmu. Yeah, and I gotta believe that that's Babyface. Uh, World Breaker. So. He did throw um, like spikes on his arms. And, uh, yeah. Oh, can we just talk about that transformation coming out of the mouth? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, was... that was some of the sickest imagery I've ever seen. Just the Hulk's hand coming out of Bruce Banner's mouth, and of course, it's huge. So it's like bursting the skin on his neck, on his jaw, unhinging his his whole body, and he literally rips to shreds. You see his entrails and part of his face and doc samson's like is this is like what's going and they're like don't worry about it don't worry yeah. about it, it that's you not even this. his real body it's all just a, a shell it's all just a hulk a hulk you do this hulk. now yeah um but is this savage hulk uh the big the, the kid right? yeah savage hulk is the kid the big guy yeah so they go to roxon's base and they decide to you know beat up all the weird minions that um homeboy has created up until this point and they do they're able to defeat everybody uh when we included when um the world breaker busts through the mindscape um out of the eye <laughs> of 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 uh bruce and one shots one punch a uh, bit of a he looks a little bit like doomsday but yeah, one punches um, Zen Mu, Zen Nu, and it's over. No one remembers Zen Mu anymore or the magic planet or any of that kind of stuff. But it's now when we see Rick Jones walk up to uh, Dario Agar that we start to realize that something else is up. And it is revealed that the leader not only has the control of the, over the green door, but has seemingly shed the skin of Brian Banner and is now using um, Rick Jones as a conduit, which is a lot. Um, we get a, a Samuel Stern's origin. Basically um, just going through his whole life. His whole comic book history, right? Because I, I read yeah. this. I didn't, I didn't read the story, but I heard about the story of the gamma bomb that creates these five. Um, yep mutates um and so yeah it's like going through his entire history and how he got to the the version you know all his many deaths his many lives and how he eventually got to the below police you know um and didn't really want to be there but ends up being there and 
kind of ends up becoming an acolyte of the one below all and sees kind of his merit and decides that he's going to work alongside him, um, use the gamma knowledge that he has and, tr and the knowledge that he has of the future where Hulk basically becomes a god and end things the way he wants to end them, help the one below all uh, stop all of this. And the first thing that he does, because they say Brian Banner is the first person to show up in the below place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing he does is he's like, yeah, I'm just going to take over. He was you? Just trying to leave. He was yeah. trying to get away. He was trying to leave hell. And then the leader tells him, hey, yeah, give me your hand. I'll help you. But it was a trick. It's a lie. Yeah. He, he absorbed yeah. him. He just yeah. wanted to know how to manipulate Bruce. Yep. And that's the one person to do it. Um, I like that Bruce and, and Hulk have a, a conversation in the mindscape where he's like, you just, you don't like me. Like you never yeah. liked me and you're always trying to kill me and you'd rather be dead than like deal with me. And Bruce is like, huh? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like my bad. Um, which is like, that was real. That was very real. Um, and you know, they, this is Bruce finally admits straight up like the devil Hulk. I let the devil Hulk take control do the things he did with the Avengers, all that kind of stuff, because I was scared. And he is so sure of himself, even if he's wrong, you know, he's so sure of himself that I just, I let him take over. And I, I think, like I said, that's a personification of when we get so angry, we just start to burn bridges. You know, uh, we don't care who gets hurt so long as it isn't us. Um, and it's another exploration about how anger is an unhealthy um, response to uh, outside traumas it also um, start, that's where we realize that's where they realize like oh you know we can't unlock the devil hole it might have been somebody from the outside who did this yeah we're gonna end yeah. up eventually seeing like a whole fucking like hannibal lecter <laughs> suit of armor kind of thing uh for devil hulk um betty bumps into joe fix it uh and is like i want to talk to bruce and then it's like i'm leaving i'm getting out of here i'm out Fuck that. And um, I like that Bruce kind of gets upset because he's like, I, I just want to talk to Betty. I haven't seen Betty since she got shot. All I keep seeing is this weird fucking bird thing. <laughs> and which, which just makes things worse, right, for Betty, who already feels like Bruce could never see past some of the stuff and just see her. So him yeah. saying this again, just as there's a re reiteration of all this kind of stuff. And she takes off and it's more trouble in paradise between those two um they decide now that the best thing to go to do moving forward is um a, like a hulk good faith tour right because now that they've done the, the 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 slandering of him he now has to go around and make good so he's like building houses and shaking hands and people are talking about him in the news and they're like, yeah, he's such a great guy, you know? Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But during this time, the leader who's in the body of Rick Jones pumps Hulk full of gamma and turns him into a gamma bomb. And basically he blows up a small town. Yeah. And I am like, what the hell is going on? Cause at first, like that's how the volume ends. I thought it and was I'm a like, good. 
I thought that was a good excuse to do like an old school uh, a Hulk didn't do this uh, misunderstanding. Why are you guys attacking me type deal? Yeah. Um, With a twist anyway, because this was freaking disgusting. And that's yeah. when you that's the beginning of when you get weird ass human centipede Rick Jones. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, long torso, bented neck Rick Jones. Um, Hulk is, like you said, blamed for all of this stuff. So Alpha slash Gamma flights show up and they take it to him. Um, but he is like he's Savage Hulk. So he's both like apologizing and flipping out in his anger. Um, and Rick Jones is there laughing throughout the entirety of it all. They decide that, um, I just realized there's a panel that spells out Sal Buscema. You see that? Oh, shoot. I never saw that until now. Yes. Me either. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's actually really cool. (laughs) But it's right there. Sal Buscema. Um, but they decide that because the absorbing man can basically absorb anything he touches that he's never actually tried to be gamma uh so he does become gamma he becomes like a big gamma storm um and this is all seemingly working along with the leader because while he is in the body of rick jones he also takes over the body of del fry gets him to bust out of his test tube um which we also should say that a lot of this was, wasn't this like a prophecy? Somebody was talking crazy and they were like the guy in the tube. Uh, somebody was like listing off a bunch of weird events that was going to come out, but they had, we had no context. We didn't know what the hell was going on. I missed it. I can't remember who it was. It was somebody early on. He's like the guy in the tube, the third guy, the whatever, whatever, a bunch of, a bunch of uh, random stuff. But we basically see that, yeah, the leader has taken over Delphi. Um kills Samson, brings him to the underground or the yes. uh the below. Yeah, Samson dies like every issue. I'm telling you, bro. Um and whenever he's down there he has the haircut. So it's like actual Samson where the power comes from his hair. Yeah. Yeah. And he explains the whole thing about the green door and how he's able to create it, but he's also able to create red doors which uh like stop you're not allowed to go through yeah um and so his whole idea is to eventually get people to kill the hulk so he gets brought down to hell and they're able to uh create a red door keep him in there use his gamma to power the one below all make hulk the shell for him and then destroy the entire world um but uh yeah hulk goes on to and takes on the gamma form of uh crusher creel um it's able to take him out eventually uh they homegirl can only bring back one person like they have like this teleportation thing at the shadow base so she decides to bring back rick jones while the hulk gets shot in the head when he dies leader takes that as an opportunity to take over the world breaker form in the mindscape um, of the Hulk. We get some more horrific uh, Brian Banner flashbacks. We see the devil Hulk is locked up and chained up 
inside the mindscape again we don't know who the hell did it but we also figure out that or it's alluded again that this devil hawk persona was somebody that existed way before the gamma bomb I and even he even tried to convince bruce at a very young age to kill his father i thought that um this was a cool way that they gave the devil hulk's weird lizard appearance a reason a psychological reason for being it's bruce was reading the story of uh the snake from adam the and eve yeah, yeah. The, the snake that which it was which was the personification of the devil you know yeah tempting him that's what the devil hulk that's why the devil hulk looked the way it looked and i was like oh, okay that's very cool which, which uh, you know, that there's a lot of um, connection, connective tissue there with the idea that the devil used that body, and Bruce is using the Hulk body, and the devil Hulk is a personification of even something else. Um, but yeah, the um, World Breaker Hulk basically <laughs> drags around Savage Hulk through the mindscape. They have uh, Joe Fixit and Bruce um, chained up. So the only one that's really out and about and that can move is Worldbreaker Hulk, and he's being controlled by the leader. Uh, and Rick Jones, they're doing this like weird horror thing where if the leader's talking in the below place, so is Rick Jones, and so is Del Fry uh, in their places as well. Which is I think it's pronounced fire. I'm looking at it now. Del Fire. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh no it says fry on my end i thought it was f y r e uh-uh it's f r y e d e l f r y e the radioactive unkillable fry. corpse del fry del fry um and then you get like this weird glowing leader and this weird like i said um doing the weird bray wyatt walk uh <laughs> rick jones um crab walk Crab walking Rick Jones. Elongated neck bent backwards with a nasty monster body. It's disgusting. Right. And because Leonard hits him over the head with a piece of rebarb with some concrete on it, it hurts Delfry and uh, Rick Jones, giving some time for uh, McGowan to basically bisect Rick Jones using the teleporter. He got he got uh, cocky. He started monologuing. Yeah. 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 He really, I mean, he was close, so I get it. He was, pretty, he was pretty damn close. But basically, leader Hulk takes Bruce Banner to hell. Grabs yes, him, picks does. him up, takes him to hell. Um, and that leaves Joe Fixit and Savage Hulk there. Devil Hulk shows up before he's able to take him to hell. Uh, but he kind of just gets got. What was the deal with that? I thought he was like meant to be a way bigger. Nobody is stronger than the World Breaker Hulk. That's not. That's, it doesn't matter uh, how nice, how cool uh, he is. The World Breaker, the Green Scar, is the strongest Hulk that there is. Uh, yeah. So that was that was uh, that's why he got killed like that. But really, it's a mindscape, right? It's yeah. not like he's not he's not dead. I'm sure. He can come back. Some other person can bring him back, and it won't yeah, be it, that big of a stretch to believe. Like it's like, like you said, it's kind of like the underground in the sense. Like, what does it all mean when somebody dies down here? Like, what does it mean when the personification of something dies, not the actual physical form of it? Um, but yeah, like 
the imagery again horrifying as leader becomes like this weird praying mantis monster thing uh that rips off the head of devil hulk um multiple he has teeth on his tongue his the front of his skull splits open um and he is like he's about to lose the fight but savage hulk grabs and restrains devil hulk and doesn't want his father dead were you surprised by that i wasn't surprised because savage hulk is a child hulk smash hulk smash he's a baby he just wants to be loved by his father ultimately and he when he thought that leader was his dad he got confused yeah and not only that but like it just shows the weird talk not toxic relationship but the weird kind of um like how do you resolve that in your own mind that somebody that you care about that you only want affection from hurts you you know it's it's hard to it's hard to make that deal up in your head um and so watching them watching him have to deal with that here makes a lot of sense um eventually they you see that um that leader does take banner to hell with him leaving joe fix it and uh bruce sorry joe fix it and um savage hulk baby hulk uh by themselves as they start to use bruce in hell as a conduit for the energy for the one below all um i'm trying to think now uh, uh somehow some way samson comes back in the body of sasquatch yeah <laughs> he goes through a door and ends up on the other side as somebody else his door was not available for some reason and as we would find out because fucking walt uh walter the sasquatch took his yeah. door yeah he took his door he liked his yeah i don't yep. know but they didn't explain how and they, yeah, won't. they just went through each other's doors and now look a little bit differently and they just throw that whole plot over to the gamma squad spinoff and yeah. i'm like right, i'm not reading that <laughs> um alpha flight has hulk in custody and their big government boss shows up to kind of taunt him and um Joe fix it decides that he's going to help things out so he pours out of the Hulk's body uh because it's the Hulk that's being restrained so a little man coming out you know no restraints there and butt ass so, naked he takes down almost everybody around him um and Alpha Flight tries to stop him but he just shoots out of a window badass down and jumps into space <laughs> I feel like we really really we really walked over the fact that the the way that Joe fix it busts out of the Hulk. It like the Hulk gets pregnant and then he yeah. busts out the stomach and the butt guts naked. Are all over the fucking it's horrid. Jesus, nasty well, shit. What do you think about that Fu Manchu? <laughs> yeah, I was Yeah, I was uh it was very random, but I guess it's what he it's what Joe Fix It would want to look like. Yeah. Kind of makes him it. look like a sleaze ball and and you know, in a good way. Yeah. Um but I love that whole like wild card and smash the, <laughs> smash the, the window, window and jump out. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, he'll get burnt up on on uh, on landing die. or whatever. No, nope. uh, when he, he dies, Hulk is always going to come out. So yeah, he cool gets stuff. Burnt. He burns up, lands in Coney Island in Coney Island Channel, 
And when he gets up and gets there, he meets an old friend. Uh, the thing. I thought that was great. I was waiting for this, uh, the whole book. Like, so I have heard that this is a recurring thing, like it happens in every Hulk book. Is this true? Not about every Hulk book, but there's they have fought many times from the for a very long time. I own the first fight. I love it. I um, but it's like a recurring thing: the Thing versus the Hulk. That I think before this, the Hulk had gone over to the Fantastic Four book and beat on the Thing during his wedding but i think he yeah, was he mentions this controlled but like no he beat the thing so bad like the rocks he beat the rocks off him i remember this i remember that yeah, imagery at he, least he beat the rocks off him that's why thing was like i don't care how weak you look right now i'm gonna beat your ass yeah um they they take a panel of the first time he cuts his wind of uh that the fantastic four and thing caught wind of the hulk yeah um we see mcgowan go back to shadow base to see if she can figure out any way to help hulk and this very weakened hulk who's being you know having his gamma siphoned from him because of the leader is no match for thing thing is just basically whooping his his ass um and it gets to the point where it gets so bad that to prove that he doesn't want to fight hulk reverts back to joe fix it and in one punch uh Thing kind of like breaks all his bones in his yeah. arms, because <laughs> uh, he couldn't he couldn't pull his punch fast enough. Or at least that's what he says. Um, and he's able to heal. And the two decided they're just gonna go get some Coney Island hot dogs together. Very New York thing to do. Um, and yeah, they 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 chat about things, and um, he explains the whole thing about Samuel Stearns and how he was the one who's handling all this. He brings up the one below all and all this stuff. Um, they talk about Job again, more religious allegories about those who torture themselves for the greater good and stuff. I didn't, I didn't realize, well, obviously, cause I didn't know what the twist was going to be, but I didn't realize how the story of Job is really just like, he was like that. He's basically saying like, that's what this is. You know, that's what that's yeah. the story I'm telling here. With the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I didn't it's even think the, about that either. But it's all, it's, yes, I was saying that. Yeah, thing. it's the same exact thing. Yeah, it's the religious secret wars. Yeah, I see. <laughs> Where I the, like, the good and the bad take the sides. I, and see, I like this Hulk version wins. better, you see. I like this Hulk. Oh, <laughs> a lot yeah. more interesting. So what you're trying to say is the Bible needs more Hulk, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> it needs more and Gamma. Some, some crossovers, some, some more superpowers. We need some tie-ins. You know what I'm saying? We Jesus, know the main character. I want with... a Jesus, Moses, God team up. There like, you go. Oh, against the devil, like, like Dragon the, Ball. Like, like the Hulk. Like, I mean, like the Thor is against Gore, bro. You understand? Yeah. Across time. War of the realm, War of that's, the gods. That's okay. it. Um... But we get the weird Delphi. The the weird Delphi. Rick Jones is back. Um. They can't. They figure out that they can't. Oh, Alpha Flight basically quits. Yeah, they the Gamma Flight. They quit. They all. Uh, they told them that they would side. They 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 didn't want to hunt the Hulk or whatever, and they left. Yeah. So he Gam brought in. He brought in the human. Yes, and also uh, McGee gets fired. Yeah, uh, because that that whole thing, you know, um, 
they they they're downsizing everything and this is also when uh, mcgee shows up to her house and tells her that she has some gamma powers she basically can see gamma she can see ghosts she can see gamma ghosts and she also can yeah. do like emit gamma beams from her eyes which she will do later and stuff um so the leader's sitting there and the leader's like i don't know what happened i thought all of this was supposed to be working but it's not i don't get what's what it's missing and then Brian Banner shows up and he's like, oh, uh, you're not, you haven't done the last part of it. The last part is that the, uh, you're just a husk. You're the mask uh, for the one below all. And so the one below all comes and possesses the leader um, and becomes basically all powerful using Bruce as a conduit for the energy. Like you said, homeboy hires the, the G-men or not the G-men, the UFOs. UFOs? UFOs. UFOs, UFOs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to say. Um, uh, Joe Fixit goes out and about in town. Oh, I just realized. Oh, the panel I have doesn't have the when he goes and gets the jewelry, he doesn't have anything on the window. Oh, you don't let me. Uh, what is this? 40, what is that? 43, right? Uh, the UFOs. issue, UFOs. yeah, 43. That's the very next one. I uh, yes, I'm gonna so have not the... one, two. Where did three. you pull Page it up? Three. I pulled up the actual image on uh, comicbook.com that said jewelry, Cronenberg's uh, jewelries or whatever. Okay, and backwards I'm, is it I'm, there? Uh, I'm looking through it now. I might have it. Uh, no, it's pawn shop. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I mine's has it still. Mine yeah. doesn't. It's a blank. It's a blank wall. It's not even a mirror. Like you, it's not even a window. Like you don't see anything outside. It looks like a wall. See it there? Yeah. Interesting. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we just find out that Joe Fixit is the like I said, he's the Fixit guy. He's the fixer for Bruce. He's able to get him money and clothes when he needs to by stealing things and pointing them off and stuff. I forgot that earlier in the book, Bruce was trying to steal clothes and they shot and him. He got and shot died. with a shotgun. Yeah, he got shot in the hip with a shotgun. So that's uh, fix its whole job. We get a a moment where we get to see the human use their powers in practice. And another moment where we see that Sasquatch is looking for his actual, well, well, Leonard Sampson is looking for his actual body um, and uses a shaman to, uh, who's also a member of Alpha Flight to try to help. While they're doing that, weird Rick Jones Del Fry shows up. Um, which is going to bring a bunch of other people around there anyway. Um, as Joe Fix is walking down the street, the cops see a man in a Hulk smash hoodie and decide to beat him up. He is an African-American gentleman. And uh, Joe has a moment of whether or not he's going to help out or whether or not he's going to let shit rock. And he and the Hulk realize that they're not going to let anything rock and they turn into the Hulk um, and try to help out. But that just le- lets the UFOs know where Hulk is because they couldn't find him uh, so long as he was Joe Fixit. But once he became the Hulk, boom, instantly. That was, that was a cool moment, though. Just uh, I, don't know, I, I, it was definitely reflective of what was happening at the time he was writing it. Yeah, you know, with the police. Yeah, he, and he was over people or whatever. He was over that shit. He was like, I'm not. Listen, we're not, I'm not that much of a monster. Imagine painting the police as worse than the Hulk and his anger and all that other kind of stuff. Um, they punch him to New Jersey. Um, uh, McGee and uh, what's her face? McGee and McGowan. I don't know if that was on purpose. Both show up at uh, 
you know, where Sasquatch and Shaman and Puck are at the Gamma Site G. Or, yeah, I think it's Gamma Site G. Um, Hulk is decimated because of the human's powers. And one of the human's powers is to get uh, blast him with cosmic radiation, which is anti-gamma. Um, and that he, they do it and they fry basically all the gamma out of his body, which puts Joe and um, Savage Hulk back in the below place. I didn't realize that's when he got radiated with the red energy, the yes. red cosmic energy. Yep. Betty's on a Staten Island ferry, smells some gamma, turns into harpy, flies away. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they are dealing with the pure hell in hell, uh, fix it and Savage Hulk. Um, and they can't find uh, elsewhere, they can't find Leonard's body because we see that Leonard's body is being used by Walt, yeah. Um, who has his cool sideburns and a ponytail now. This imagery in hell is ridiculous, like, it's Bruce being like tethered to the leader inside of his mouth, but he's this humongous being f- surrounded by these horrific creatures covered in teeth and stuff. Um, they decide, well, you know what? Uh, Hulk is good at coming back. So we should even blast him with even more radiation. And after a while that allows Joe fix it to manifest a red Hulk form inside of the hellscape. Hell. Yeah. And thus break the door because apparently maybe the door is made out of cosmic energy as opposed to gamma. And he shatters the red door and is able to come through. And now it's like a weird green, gray, red veined Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Can we call it one Cosmic Hulk. I got, I like that. I mean, it's still just Joe Fix It. Yeah. Where does Star Brand fit in all this? I don't think it counts. But, but there are, <laughs> there are a lot of. Because there are other alters that don't show up in this book at all, like uh, yeah, the the professor, or yeah, that's uh, true. They they have others. The guardian, uh, they have others. Yeah, there are others. Um, yep, they still can't find the body. Rick Jones shows up. He's on the side of good, even though he's all jacked up. Um, the shaman's able to kind of get those two in one piece, so they're not in any more pain, even though they look ridiculous. Cosmic Hulk murders basically maims and murders the ufos like nothing um shit out of them yeah used one of them to blow in one of them tried to become poison so he breathed that in and blew it onto somebody else um like just that level of horrificness uh and then he gets punched so hard that he flies through the air but he chose to like he wanted to get he wanted to go somewhere for a faster so he got punched in the through the air um but it's it's over, you know. Uh, Gyrich, the uh, Ogyrich, the government leader of of all this, of the gamma flight that didn't work. Now the UFOs that didn't work. He decides there's only one people left to call. He calls up the Avengers. So while Cosmic Hulk is trying to have a beer, Thor shows up and he's way pissed. He just starts wailing on, on, uh, on Hulk. I was gonna say Banner, but that's not Banner. Um, and they get into a full out fight with all the Avengers, but he's not alone because Harpy's here. So it's him and Harpy against all of the Avengers um, who, and all of this stuff is getting caught in the news, which can't also be good. Uh, Black Panther ain't having any of it. 
and he eventually takes a staff and stabs through um hulk with it uh that's what Dan- really turns jennifer i think that's seeing that made her uh kind of choose a side yeah yeah and she uh, at the time uh betty's like giving her like passive aggression yeah. you know <laughs> like oh so Come you see on, all this bitch. you're not gonna do nothing like you're just gonna okay that's interesting you know that's interesting um like i said easily the angriest one is is um thor thor he got his like, skull for, he got his skull fractured last time bro but what about the whole arm growing around his head thing oh my god that was sick i think that's <laughs> I what like, i was what the fuck i think that's the oh thing. the tentacle that's the tentacle, yeah, you're the talking tentacle about. thing yeah. i was talking about it was sick he basically reforms his arm around thor's head which suffocates suffocates suffocating the god so they uh, have to chop it off but black panther cuts off yeah cuts off the arm and ultimately stabs through him um so oh, yeah. yeah it becomes too much she hulk yeah. is like get the fuck out of here thunderclap thunderclap and he's like i i'm out with ya. All I ya. Did. this Do was I my favorite moment in the book like no this is not my favorite moment but one of my favorite moments they all teleport away and and, and she hulk had been told by betty earlier in the book you know like why do we talk like this and she's like you know we we don't uh the words aren't enough for what we have to say and then yeah. in the end of the book it finally comes around and she's like uh I, I, she can't speak because the words are not enough for what she has to say yeah. and all she gets yeah. out is like jen not expect that and it's yeah. the fucking hulk and betty's monster forms just like mid makeout session like two sick looking creatures in love yeah uh, it was um, so good I also love that um, somewhere during this thing, Blade's like, "Oh, you're a vampire, bro! Like you get you get your powers at night, and you're evil and shit. You got to be when a vampire." Did you get bit? Yeah. When did you get bit? And so Hulk throws him like up a building, and Tony goes to go save him. So the majority of this fight, Tony is going to go save Blade, and when he comes back down with Blade, he's like, "What the hell happened? <laughs> like, what the? I just we I went up there to go get him. By the time I came back, everybody's gone." Um, but yeah, you have the these uh these weird star-crossed lovers. Um <laughs> I thought the kiss was one thing, but then they allude to Hulk zipping up his pants in another panel. No, no, they straight up no, they straight up had sex cuz uh Harpy was naked. She had to put her clothes back on. Uh Oh, yes, and, you're right. Yeah. Uh so they had monster sex, which is very very different. Wouldn't it be like ju- her having sex with Joe Fixit? Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what she asks him. She says, "So, uh, isn't it like he's like, but I'm not Bruce." And she's like, "You're all Bruce. You're all different yeah. aspects of his personality. Like, uh, we're married, you know." And then things were going well until he told her he left Bruce in hell. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so she said, "He says I'm not Bruce." And she goes, "In sickness and in health, you're part of him," which is the idea to say that Joe is something born out of a mental sickness, and so. You know, if she's going to love all of him, she has to love all of him. And like you said, they have this conversation. He's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to lie to you anymore. So two things. Number one, I love you. Number two, Banner's still in hell. And I left him there and I'm sorry. And she flips out and she runs away. Um, Yeah, that's she. He leaves her. She he asks her the question, you know, am I a good person? You know, she's yeah. Like, ah, I'm out of here. 
Make me Meanwhile, happy. Jen texts all the good guys and is like, hey, listen, you guys are on standby, but I think I got this. It was a good moment, though, to see Betty finally just confront him about all the ways he's ruined her life and yeah. choose to just not be a part of it anymore. And, and how it. It, it also shows how we sometimes we let people's like the the some of the negativeness that people are we let that affect us to the point that we become poison that we become monsters as well you know yeah. all all the all the um anger she harbored towards him basically is this person personification of harpy here you know as she lays him down like you don't know how to be sorry you just look out for yourself um I've ignored that part of you, that selfish part of you that always tries to hide and always tries to run away. But that's just what you do. I come find you and then you run away again. And I'm I'm tired of all that stuff. Um and so um uh, Issue forty nine, which is where we are, I thought that was very uh it was very it was very cool. They didn't it wasn't like a traditional comic, it was more like prose. Yeah, because this is like the writing of uh, McGee. Yeah, writing her story. So just, even though she's not working for any particular newspaper at the moment. <laughs> yeah, she's putting uh, it on the internet. Just putting it, put it on paper, and it's this idea that Hulk has decided alongside Harpy, uh, or no, that she that he's going to alongside Jen and McGee, um, surrender himself. Uh, let them know he's not hiding anymore. But as soon as he gets to where all the heroes are, they just start fighting and start going oh, at it. Very angry. And that's when they start theorizing in a very, like you said, prose manner. Um, what separates Hulk from the rest of the superheroes, whether or not the, this fight and all this stuff that the Hulk is was already built in Bruce Banner years ago. The cyclical nature of things, how it always ends up this way with him fighting, you know, out of a misunderstanding or something like this. Um, and the only people that seem to have any mercy on him is the Fantastic Four who show up. Sue builds like a, 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 a you know, portal, not a portal, a, uh, a force field. Force field. I don't know why I was missing that word. Force field around them to protect him and then kind of outstretches his hand and is like, yeah, I got you, bro. Um, it was a very sweet moment. Um by a bunch of people who are basically all results of an accident, you know? Um, and they bring him to the forever gate. It's a gate that can bring anybody anywhere. The Again, idea that uh, I love the use of the Kirby designs and the crackle. Yeah. Uh, like I, it's like when we get to the fantastic four, all of a sudden, like we're paying huge homage to the, to the King. You know? to, and, and to the very early humble age of Marvel Comics, you know, before yeah. it became this Hulk, <laughs> if you it's, will. And this is, again, one of the things they were doing was uh, juxtaposing the, 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 the two energies, the cosmic and the, uh, and the gamma and the two origins, the Fantastic Four and the Hulk. Somebody has to build the rocket. Somebody had to build the bomb. Yeah. That was one of the things they kept saying. So we were shown like an alternate timeline where it would have been hulk betty rick and thunderbolt ross who built yeah. the rocket instead but yep. it still would have happened you know they would have been imbued with the energies it's just somebody had to build the rocket somebody had to build the bomb yeah and it just so happened that it, it went this way um through the forever door they're able to get to back to the below place um but it actually separates cosmic hulk into regular savage hulk and um and Joe fix it on his own in a Red Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Joe fix it on his own in a Red Hulk. 
Um, what do you make of these flashbacks with OG Samuel Stearns and uh, Robert Stearns and Beatrice Banner? That's crazy that they gave that they made Leader and Bruce related that way. Like, yeah, brothers. Uh, that works. Uncles. How does that work again? I can't. I don't know that they're brothers because that Samuel like, Stern is his father, right? This is 1901. Uh, that would have to be Samuel Stern's what grandfather? But also Bruce Banner's. But also grandfather. Bruce's grandfather. So okay. they're what cousins? That but, makes sense. Yeah, I think it would. They would have to be cousins of some sort. But related, uh, nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> and the mindscape is fucked. Just this weird, big leader, horrible. Like I said, it looks like the thing. Cronenberg's the thing. Um, and they have this, the Fantastic Four is like, well, there's no way we can get there. We don't have enough knowledge to get there. We don't know exactly where it is. It's one in an infinity chance. But lucky for them, Walt is on the way, uh, Mr. Sasquatch. Um, long story short, with the flashbacks, there was two brothers named Stern um who were one of them was working in radiation samuel and robert Robert. yes they they both had the same names like they're both it's samuel and robert bruce's real name is robert yeah that's the they're both it was weird and robert kills samuel in a fit of rage yeah yep you know and samuel is incredibly intelligent and and you know is obsessed with gamma so like you see where a lot of these traits come from in their ancestors that would eventually you know trickle down uh but yeah she one of the brothers cheats on the other sorry one of the brother's wives cheats on the her husband with the other brother which causes robert to kill samuel and then kick beatrice banner out on the street when she's pregnant, which, like we said, we theorize with the grandfather of both Samuel Stearns and uh, Bruce Banner. Um, they're able to punch through the mindscape and see a bunch of, uh, you know, ho- hollow halls of people that um, they once knew, that they loved, including the father, um, some alien I have never seen before. Uh, Joe Fixit sees, like, his father figure, which was his That's other really- mobster. Jarella, that was. I don't know. Name. That's Lyra's mother. That's whole. They have a baby. Uh, That's not the Sakar woman, is it? No, there's two. He has two kids. He has Sakar. <laughs> he has Sakar, and then he has uh, Lyra, Savage She-Hulk from the future. Uh, uh, I was gonna say this is a. The, we get the cool moment where we. You spoke about like the Hulk's sadness and the reason why he's always angry all the time, and that's like that we found out why it's like hulk just wanted daddy he just wanted daddy to love hulk like that's his whole thing that's yeah. what makes the childlike savage hulk act the way he acts yeah and hulk i mean bruce banner ultimately kills his father which closes the loop of him ever getting that approval or that love which yeah. then makes a hulk never satisfied um but yeah they end up in this mindscape um and ultimately they are they're seemingly trapped here um and there's just like this big apparatus above them of the leader siphoning the the gamma radiation he's able to get control of savage hulk and use savage hulk to fight red hulk um but eventually after having a moment with her father mcgee's able to use her gamma eyesight thing to blast 
into the leader, hurt him, and then both Hulks like yank Samuel Stearns out of the body of what's going on. Yep. And yeah, he smashes. He was, yeah. I was going to say, he was, he lost, he lost control uh, a while ago. So he yeah. was there, but he didn't want, it was the one below all that was in charge. I was going to say, I didn't realize we got confirmation that Savage Hulk is a kid, you know, he's yeah. a child, uh, yeah. but her eyes, uh, McGee's eyesight show you he's a crying child, oh, like a baby. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, which is really really interesting. Um, they are able to yank Stearns out when they put him out, and he get his regular body. He has no gamma in him anymore, seemingly just a regular man. Um, and Baby Hulk yells at God or the devil, and demands to know why, why him, why does he always the one that's meant to hurt why is he always meant to be this one and uh, it's funny because it, it it starts to like pontificate like this real deep message and the red hulk's like no 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 yeah, well yeah. he asked you a question <laughs> like yeah. none of this fucking <laughs> bullshit he wants to know why why show us your real face you think we don't know who um what you are what you're hiding and more specifically he says you think we don't know whose hulk you are yeah that was what that's what got me i said what I said, wait a minute. Hulk being, oh, he... again, the empty vessel. Yeah. The, you know, so who's using the one below all as a vessel? And uh, he says, show me your real face. And all of a sudden, boom, we see the one above all. Um, And who proclaims that Bruce is, the, is his child and a necessary uh, counterweight to the weight of, I guess, good? Yeah, I... I, I... <laughs> It was one of those things where it's like the answer is like we can't actually be it's not something you can defeat. Like it's not yeah. you can't change your life. You yeah. are who you are because I need you to be that. And right. it's literally, literally, God gives his uh hardest battles to his strongest soldiers. <laughs> like yeah. that's what they've done here. Uh, they both with- it's a being both able to break and create and he it created a being that breaks and what it chooses to break will choose its path in life it could either be the left hand of strength or it could be the right hand of mercy and we see in this it chooses mercy because it chooses to forgive uh samuel stearns and apologize to mcgee for um you know their their role and everything uh they don't really defeat their person they just kind of walk away they're tired like they're, they're over the whole shit so yeah, they're like you know like, what I, i'm done it's whatever this is gonna keep talking mumbo jumbo i'm out of here um and they are eventually located and a, a forever door is opened by uh walt and the thing and everybody's seemingly where they need to be and bruce is back in his body uh, both hulks are still inside of him and he basically says you know uh what what is it all the people himself. uh yeah we have work to do all the people who live in my mirror both the ones i can see and the ones i don't always want to so are we good people well uh you tell me oh what do you think which is one of the things that they kept coming back to there um this was a a tremendous read it was a tremendous tale. It was a Herculean task to try to cover all of it here today, but 
I really, really dug everything about this book. Um, I really dug the, the only thing is I almost every time I read something like this, there's almost a promise that the thing that comes after is not as good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not reading that. Right. Right. But such a humongous, um, like I said, love letter to, to all past hulks. Um, the I, the effort and care taken to make things canonical, to connect dots that weren't necessarily connected before, to include other gamma creations made by other writers and find places to put them that are of importance, and to create another gamma person in McGee. Like, that was so much care. Al Ewing, you know, they've been saying for years that this is one of the best comics. I think it was actually named one of the best of last year because it just finished last year. Um, and now with the 80-year anniversary of the Hulk, what? No better comic to cover, really. I was I I I I'm the one who like suggested this, and I was like I felt bad because it was like fifty issues, and I was like, oh, how are we gonna cover it? But like I said, really, it wasn't it wasn't fifty issues with like ten different arcs, you know, yeah. ten different five issue arcs. You remember Justice League when we try to cover it? Justice <laughs> League was Justice League was a lot. Justice yeah. League was a lot, and we had to split that. I think that was around around fifty issues, and we had to split that in half. Yeah, we split that in half, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but th the themes are all here the themes of trauma the themes of anger the themes of weakness the thing the themes of fear the themes of hiding behind something when we don't when we feel vulnerable and hoping that the thing that we're hiding behind is stronger than our own demeanor and our own willpower like all of those messages are, are there clear as day um along with you know when we give into our inner good side and inner bad side um, I, I just thought this was basically a masterpiece, 50, 50 issues of just great work, great artistry, even if the artist is not necessarily a great person. Uh, but as I mean, they stated here in Hulk, are we just the sum of our, our of our mistakes? Who knows? Um, but I loved reading this and I definitely loved covering it. Yeah, I think again, I loved this story. It's probably I, I'm still uh, Planet Hulk is probably going to keep a special place in my heart because it was like the first real uh hulk story that i've read and I, and I still love it to this day but this one is like right up there with it it's uh it's one of the better stories oh one of the better comics i've ever read just take such care of uh of the lore uh, right uh, it was such it was so politically and socially aware but it wasn't it slapping a face with it it was uh it was it, the art was horrifying it did everything it needed to do it had a satisfying ending again i was a little bit bothered that they shunted off all the supporting cast and their resolutions into mm -hmm. different books, but uh, it, it tied together the overall story very well. Beyond that, besides yeah. that, if I ignore it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And again, as somebody who wasn't completely steeped in the Hulk lore prior to this, I didn't feel lost. And if anything, it makes me want to go back and find the origins of some of these characters and concepts. Shit. I'm going to go back and read that Peter David run. If yeah. Anything, I am. And I'm going to need to get back into something good because next week we're covering the Flash crossover. Ooh. So I'm going to need a little bit of something good to, to, to come over to get me off of that hangover there. Uh, but thank you guys all for listening to this week's episode covering uh immortal hulk in its entirety i hope we did it justice next next week we will be tackling uh the flash and i will have some rants for that because that thing broke my heart but um you'll find both that episode and this episode wherever 
Comic Book Click is, which is wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, even Facebook Podcasts at the moment have it. But the one guaranteed spot to have it is ComicBookClick.com, which is the one stop for everything Comic Book Click, merchandise, and about us section for everybody who's on the podcast, every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast, which is over 100, uh, 210 episodes, over 400 hours of content free of charge to all of you guys. Um, and we also have articles. I just recently wrote an article for Spider-Man uh, villains that should debut in the MCU, given the breadcrumbs that have already been laid through uh, our MCU Spider-Man's um, you know, history in the cinematic universe. So check that out when you get a chance. We got some more articles coming up soon. All of that is free of charge. But if you would like to help us financially keep the lights on here, there's several ways you could do so. You can consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse for as little as three dollars a month 10 cents a day you can help us keep our lights on here and afford more hardware and software so we can provide uh some more content in the future you can consider buying a piece of merchandise from our t public store which you can get at comicbookclick.com all you have to do is hit that shop cbc link all these links will also be in the show notes um, if you want to help us, but not monetarily, consider sharing our podcast or rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Because I've been to the future where it's just me, the Hulk, and Franklin Richards. And Comic Book Click is there. But I can't tell you how we end up getting there because it will mess up the timeline. Next thing you know, I got the one below all uh, coming after my ass. And I cannot deal with any of that shit. So uh, just get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full. Make sure that you hit us up on Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC on the Twitter machine, so consider following us all there. Um, we have, there's been a recent birth in the uh, comic book click family as Dirt Sheet Radio is actually tackling some comic book uh news and, and 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 stuff out there so that's the company headed by jonathan escadero aka yogi so you guys are doing some incredible coverage out there for some comic book stuff so if we're not covering it check out dirt sheet radio for what they'll be doing on their end i know you guys are ramping some stuff up when it comes to comics uh, all types of stuff all types of pop culture stuff uh anime uh movies video games uh, uh superhero stuff it, yep the star wars it's all there professional wrestling though the bread and butter where yes. it's at your cheap radio always but who, like, but who likes but who don't like some tacos with the bread and butter you know uh, yeah that's what a yeah. little bit of this a little bit of that <laughs> it's all in there so consider following dirt cheap radio across all uh social media platforms um as they continue to not only do good great things for professional wrestling but for content geek content uh overall so uh, make sure you check out any of that stuff. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, no, just check out Dirt Sheet Radio. Listen to the podcast. Uh, we got Dirt Sheet Radio now, but in the future, there will be a Star Wars podcast. And there will be hey. another another surprising podcast with a special guest. Uh, oh, snap. It's going to be pretty fun. There you go. So, but you got to get on that bandwagon before it becomes full. That bandwagon is game. Uh, pretty full, uh, but they constantly are putting out uh, amazing content over there. So go ahead and check that out so you can see when that drops. But this has been a hell of an episode. I think we did it justice. Uh, huge shout out again to Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, uh, you know, for starting this whole thing. And um, 
I, that's all I got for right now. So my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. Uh, it's Jonathan Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi. And this has been our Immortal Hulk recap and review. And remember, whether you're black, white, brown, red, blue, or green, whether you're feeling immortal, incredible, savage, or even cosmic, you're more than the sum of your mistakes, and you're more than the sins of your past. Just remember that you're part of the clique and that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs> <laughs>